Where's John and Wizards? Where's Overweight Larry Finn? <laughs> you still have the Overweight Larry page, huh? Still gets views. Surprising. I haven't posted shit on there. In, I, mean, I mean, Larry hasn't posted anything on there in a long time. Right. Do people are now? What if we have new listeners? Do they even know the lore? Tony, we're not. It, it's it's just us. You're literally talking to me and Matt. <laughs> no, we're live, pal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're live. Oh, we're, we're live. live. Oh, yeah. Are we on the rant? We are. We're live on all platforms. We are rocking. So that means less people are actually listening. And rolling. Well, I don't think you can go past zero in the listens. Like, we can't get negative one listens on the rant, so I think we're good. No, you sure can. I mean, if Dave, if Dave Meltzer can give something a negative one star, you can get negative one listen. I don't. I understand the negative star, but you can't like delete a listen, right? Like you can't go negative oh, yeah. to the listens, can no. you? Wouldn't you consider? Would you consider an unlisten a negative listen? Like if someone was listening and then unlistened, that that could go into the negative. I. Uh... No. Wow, between Matt mm-hmm. trying to figure out his right. picks for the week and Kevin That's with right. this sort of math, like, I don't know which one of you guys is more stupider. No, because if there's nobody listening, you can't go below zero listeners. But if one person's listening and then they unlisten, you're back to zero. You can. Nope. You're wrong, Matt. Sorry, bud. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Yeah, Matt, you suck. Well, I mean. Yeah, right. uh, God, the guy, the guy acts like he knows what he's talking about. Consistent across the board. <laughs> I am, so I mean, at least I have that going for you, for me, for, for you, not for me, for everybody. Fuck everybody. Welcome to the Memorial Day edition of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode five hundred thirty-five. We got so much to talk about. Tony alluded to it earlier. My the picks are if anyone on the show should hate the picks, it should be me. But I'm having a grand old time. Uh, we got double or nothing to talk about. We got impact. We got the NWA. We got booger eater to talk about. There's so much to talk about. Uh, no guests tonight. It's just the three of us. A little uh, Memorial Day extravaganza. And that's all next here on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Serena Deeb, and you are listening to Shining Wizards Podcast. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards.
Welcome everyone, episode 535, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, coming to you live on the rant. Rant Entertainment Media, rantmradio.com, coming to you live on the face space, facebook.com slash wizards podcast, and coming to you where you download all of your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Memorial Day 2021, where of course it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. A-J-G. Boys, what's going on today? How you fellas been? Oof. Terrible uh, weekend, huh? Weather-wise, yes, like but... The, uh, like the worst. Uh, Content-wise, no, not so bad. I actually had a pretty good weekend, all things considered. Yeah, good for you, Tony. Uh, why why was it a bad weekend, Kevin? Oh, it was just brutal. Like, nothing, nothing going on. I mean, the weather, basically. Yeah, the weather sucked. A lot of people... I know went away for the weekend and they were <laughs> sucks to be you. Yeah. You know, I, and I invited my brother over because my son became a teenager on Thursday. Can you imagine that when we started the show, my son was three years old. So now he's T13. Good call, Kevin. Good call. And I don't know where my fucking belly is. I think it's over with. Oh, it's over there. I got to so get one from T3 to T13 in a blink of an eye. It goes so fast, dude. So, uh, yeah, dude, I- my niece is starting kindergarten. Isn't that crazy? They're growing up so fast. Yeah, it's wild, it's man. Old, it's Mark Marrow. Wild. That's what it is. My brother-in-law looked at me today and goes, you're 47. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. In a row. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do you I'm like? What do you think, dude? Look at me. Yeah, you've been, you've been 47 for the last 10 years, I feel like. Kind of seems that way. Now, shut up and get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> so I invited my brother over for, you know, just a little barbecue on Saturday. And he said, nah, I'm going out. I'm going out to Pennsylvania to, uh, to Shawnee for the weekend. Yeah, apparently, I, I guess his girlfriend's got, her family's got a house out there or something. So they fucking went and out sh- there and sat in the rain for fucking three days. <laughs> Where is Shawnee, Pennsylvania? Shawnee is, um... Go Shawnee. It's your birthday. We're I going to Like, it's kind of, it, I mean, it's a resort area. Like, when you, when you uh, go to Delaware and you go to, like, East Stroudsburg, you get off, like, the first exit. Uh, it's like it's considered Shawnee on Delaware. I guess the Shawnee Indians owned the area or populated the area at some point. I thought we were talking like sticks, like your brothers, your sisters, your wife's, your girlfriend type deal. I thought for a second. What your Shawnees? Your Shawnees. Yeah, I got mad Shawnees, yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he went out. He went out there and uh, he got stuck in the rain. And I got home and I got stuck in the rain. So huzzah for me and sucks for him, I guess. I stayed but home, man. So you stood home, Matt. Did you do anything this weekend? I worked all weekend. So you made some money, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the parties canceled, so that's why I worked today. Uh, He's got to make money for his Shonies. So you were in the restaurant today, or you were out in the truck again? No, I was on the truck. I was on the truck all weekend. So you don't work the restaurant at all? Very rarely am I at the restaurant. It is truck season, my friend. I am trucking. Because your wife's in the restaurant. She don't want to work with you. That's why. I mean, I don't blame her. I don't want to work with me either. I wouldn't blame her either. I wouldn't want to be around you all day. I mean. Have negative one customers. No. We're good. So my schedule got all fucked up this weekend, and I work today, so I'm all fucking out of whack. I think we're all out of whack. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. It just feels like a weird. It doesn't feel like a Monday. It feels like a weird day. Like, it's it's a holiday. Day, but it's like a sad holiday it's just everything is just but you're supposed to be going out to party and there's no parties because the weather was terrible but it's also sad it's just a weird funkadelic of a day 
Like, I, get to, I get to see my niece and my nephew today, too. Oh, my God. They're adorable, dude. Now that they're running around actually talking, it's fucking hilarious. I'm conf- Matt, what are you, what are you pontificating I, I don't over there? think you're supposed to go out and party this weekend. I mean, it's something people do, but I don't no, think that's, it's like... It's, it's, no, it, it totally defeats the purpose of the the meaning of the holiday, but it, Memorial Day is like, you know, the kickoff to summer. Or like, that's what everyone... Sure, when you're like 20 years old. No, even, even, dude, man, people older than us barbecue and party. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm not saying like go like crazy, but like if you go, if, if your neighbor has a barbecue, you go over and you barbecue. I don't like my Memorial neighbors. Day. Woo! Yeah. Who wants I mean, to see my titties? Woo! Dude, what holiday is actually serves, what holiday in your head right now that you could think of actually is celebrated the way the meaning of the holiday is supposed to be? Okay. Other than maybe like the real like, like off the top of my head, like the Jewish holidays, like those people really, they do it right. Like they do what they do. They celebrate the holiday the way it's supposed to be celebrated. You forget that I work in a restaurant, so I don't get the holidays. Like those are the busy days for me. Yeah, kind of like in the flower business, you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. You know. I see those. So to me, those are fugazi holidays. I'm talking about like the real like, but I mean, like the, the days you get off for for work. I get what you're saying, but like Thanksgiving, we all celebrate in the Thanksgiving way, you know, whether you do the okay. like, you know, There's one. the fishes or, you know, like, you know, typical Thanksgiving with the turkey and the stuffings and all that stuff. All right. That's one. I was I was at, that wasn't like a rhetorical question. That was a legit question. Like what holidays are really celebrated in the meaning that they're supposed to be celebrated? I mean, I know. Flag day. What? Oh, God, flag day? Flag. Flag oh day. big flag day guy. Columbus, the flag Columbus out, day. What else are you doing? What else do you do on Flag Day? You just put I don't the flag fucking out know. Flag. It's all nonsense, nonsensical bullshit. How about Arbor Day? Do you guys go out and plant trees? Fucking a! I got a ton of trees. I got to plant after they rip all these motherfuckers down Friday. Fuck yeah! When they legalize it, bro, I'm gonna be planting a lot more trees. Am I right, K Dog? Boardwalk buds, baby. <laughs> Tony, you gonna be there? No, I don't know, cause I don't partake in the buds, but I do like the comedy, <laughs> and I want to see Kevin get into it with Nick Gage. <laughs> Nick Gage ain't gonna be there. Oh, he's gonna kick your ass. We're sending him. I, pers- <laughs> I love Nick Gage. We're sending him personal invites. <laughs> what are you? You're gonna spread rumors that I was talking shit about Nick Gage because I made a bank joke. What Kevin was talking shit about Nick Gage? You guys I that listening now, right? Listen, there are like a thousand, maybe a million people I'd rather want to have an encounter with before Nick Gage. You're not wrong with that one, sir. See now, Tony. Here's what we could do now. We could pretend. We could tell Kevin we're trying to get in touch with Nick Gage to play him that clip, and Kevin would be a nervous fucking wreck. Oh, forget so, it, dude. I'm a nervous wreck right now. I'm, already, I'm, I'm always a nervous wreck. We would be getting so many texts. We'd get no messages or emails from anyone else for the next two weeks. I changed my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, poor not Kevin. Bad. Kevin's so nervous, he's frozen on film. He's frozen in time. <laughs> Look at that grin on his face. I don't know what he's doing. He's pulling his pants up there. What's he doing? <laughs> he's doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> he's frozen forever. He's going to drop out, and he's going to come back in. Oh, boy. Um, He's got to get a – we got to, I don't know, maybe reach into our kitty and get him better fucking internet. Jesus. Yeah, you know what it is? He probably, I mean, he's got Xfinity. He probably needs like those mesh units, the things that you plug into the wall. That yeah, yeah that's what we got. Units. I got rid of, uh, I didn't get, I got rid of the, um, 
There goes Kevin. I didn't get rid of it, but we got those uh, like those Google those Google hotspots throughout the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just plug them in and forget about them. Yep, and, and then they turn. They got a little fun ring, and they're good times. Yeah, they offered them for for Xfinity, but all I really did was I just bought a router for the attic, and I just have a secondary router in the house, which is great because the router I bought has. Um, it's kind of like when you go to a business and they have like a free Wi-Fi, but then they also have the Wi-Fi for the businesses. So you can set up like a visitor Wi-Fi. So my Wi-Fi uh, account's name is Al My Balls. Nice. So when people log in, they'll be like, what's Al My Balls? I'm like, oh, that's for guests. Nice. For a while, mine was Matt shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, we changed it. Uh, guess Kevin's still pulling up his pants. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I cannot wait to get back into a uh, studio with you. I went into uh, this weekend because they lifted a lot of the mask mandates, the the quick yep. check by me. I noticed they took all the signs down, so I poked my head in. I was like, can I come in without a mask? She was like, are you fully vaccinated? I'm like, fucking A, I am. She was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, suck it, world. Wait, she asked you? Yeah. See, they're not really supposed to ask you, right? I don't I give mean- a fuck. I get it. You don't give a fuck, but that's just a weird thing. Like if they took down the mandate, why would they need to ask anybody? I don't fucking know. I asked them. You asked them if they were vaccinated? No, it was a question for a question. Can I come in without a mask? She said, if you're vaccinated, I said, yes. She said, my fucking dick is. I don't know how that would work. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't your dick dick need an injection? Dick vaccination? No, thankfully, I don't need any dick injections. We're not there yet. You ever get a needle in your foot? Uh, no. You never had to have like a like an ingrown toenail like removed or anything like no, that. Do you seen the walnut toe? You know I ain't going to no foot doctors. Listen, anytime you need to look at, you just let me know. I understand, but I just it's part of me now. I am the walnut toe. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Did you name it? No, it's just the walnut toe. Not like it's not like Wally the walnut or no, Wally, the no walnut. Wally the walnut. Kevin's telling us to hang. T- Everybody, hang tight. Kevin's trying to reconnect. All right. Well, let, let, let's let's uh, let's talk some wrestling. While Kevin's trying to reconnect, I'm sure that he didn't watch the NWA this week. Um, NWA. I watched the NWA this week. Okay, I got. You got I, questions? Hopefully, I, I got some answers. Let me know. I don't have questions. I just have some issues here. Now, I have had a very busy weekend. Yes. And uh, I got to watch, I think, what did I watch? The NWA, like, Friday in the middle of my day or Saturday? I think it was Saturday afternoon because all the rainouts and, and all that bullshit with my, my truck job. Um, has it been a month, first of all, for Booger, Booger Eater? Has he really been gone a month? No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, See, that- this is... When you brought it up last week and you were like, he's gone for 30 days. I said, oh, they're probably going to do the Battle Royal the week before the pay-per-view. And you're like, no, this is the go-home show to the pay-per-view. I was like, really? The pay-per-view wasn't going to be until this week. So there's like another week in between. Like, I don't know if this means they're going to do like a superpower or one of those like, you know, half hour talk show segments to set up other matches. But no, Matt, it, it wasn't 30 days. If anything, it was two or three weeks at the most. So definitely not 30 days. But is that all that bothered you on on this episode? Because if it is... No, it's not all that bothered. I... I hope... 
I fucking hope that fucking uh fucking Austin Idol's tongue fucking falls out of his mouth. He chokes to death on it. All right. I don't understand. Look, Austin Idol is a legend in the he's business. Not a he's legend a- to whom? No, he's a name, dude. Territory system. That guy traveled everywhere. He was a major star. However, that that part of his history does not gel well with what they're doing with him right now. He is annoying. He's obnoxious. And not in that like, oh, he's doing his job kind of way. It's just like he just spouts off about like nonsensical shit, dude. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Sucks. And then he was on. Who else was he on commentary with during the Battle Royal? Oh, it was him. And who else sat in? It was somebody uh, else that was sitting in with Nick them. Aldis. Yes. And listen to the two of them banter back and forth and like sort of kissing each other's asses. Just so fucking strange, dude. So strange. So, look, I know it's picking nits, okay? April 28th was when Trevor Murdoch lost, and he was supposed to be suspended for 30 days. The show aired May 25th. I know it's three days, but come on, man. Oh, so you know what? Close enough, I guess. I mean, I can't. Well, then then suspend him for 27 days. You know when the fucking show's going to air. See, this is exactly why I was wondering why they wouldn't air that shit this week. I guess they wanted a week to hype this up because Trevor Murdoch was on with our friend Dave LaGreca a couple days ago, too, talking about his main event shot. Oh, did you hear it all through his mouth full of boogers? <laughs> and and this the battle royal was fucking dog shit. I'm sorry. All right. I get why they had the rule where it wasn't necessarily over the top. For what? What was the point of the rule? I my assumption is that because it's a studio, maybe it's a hard studio floor and they don't want to risk people getting hurt. I don't know. The don't what other have reason a... could they possibly What other reason could they have? Don't have a fucking battle royal then. Look, I understand. Was I happy about it? No, not at all. I get it, but that doesn't make it better. The, I'm not siding with them. And the Pope pulling out Tyrus in slow motion was the worst. I don't even understand why the Pope had to pull Tyrus out. Like, Pope is supposed to be the good guy in this feud. He's supposed to be the guy that Tyrus was trying to model himself after. Why would Pope all of a sudden pull that shit? Didn't understand that either. He's going to stick it to him. But for what? Uh, maybe because if Tyrus gets the title shot, then that maybe means, I don't know, that fucks with the Pope's lucky seven. I don't know. All right. So if Tyrus gets the title shot and Tyrus wins and Pope manages to get three more victories, is the Pope really worried about taking on Tyrus? I mean, he was calling Tyrus out when Tyrus was giving him shit anyway. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, dude. It does not make sense. Uh, I like the Camille and Thunder Rosa match. I like the two. Were you kind of surprised that it went to a time limit? I was surprised it went as long as it did, and then it was like there was like nine minutes left, and I was like, they're going to do the Battle Royal with with nine minutes left? See, that was the other thing. I thought, okay, because it hadn't been 30 days, maybe they're like, sorry, we ran out of time. Battle Royal will open the show next week. I don't know. Kevin, Could have been a good reason to get rid of it, but, you know. Kevin, you're the beer Battle Royal guy, Royal Rumble. Oh, guy. yeah. like a good... Now, I don't know if you're in the loop on this this wonderful battle royal that the NWA did. It was, you do not have to go over the top rope. You can get thrown through the ropes. And if one single foot touches the ground, just one, you're gone. Yeah, I think we talked about this. Unless there was, unless they did like a second battle royal. Did we, did we not talk about this? I thought we talked about this. I might have bitched but, a moment about it on, uh, on uh, our messages back and forth. 
no because i was wondering like well are there i was like wondering i guess like is this like a like a co-gender battle royal is does this mean because usually sometimes in like the women's battle royals it, until the royal rumble happened you didn't have to necessarily go over the top rope you just had to hit it but yeah this is i'm matt i'm with you in disgust absolute utter disgust that this was part of the rules and i love me i love me some nwa power you guys know that but also can we talk chris adonis just gave up his fucking national heavyweight championship now you see i don't understand that like is he still the champion did they make that clear they said they said he relinquished the title makes absolutely no sense whatsoever he's very in on strictly business apparently well, I don't know, Matt, because of the results of this fucking battle royal. Maybe he's not anymore. Maybe he gave up that title for nothing. Well, we're going to find out at When Our Shadows Fall. Oh. Yes. The right. Booger Eater wins well, uh, the battle royal. I got to get. Look, I, I think it was. I think it now, was, was one of the. Was there any explanation or justification for the rules? No. The rule of the battle royal was that no current NWA champions could participate in it. No, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I'm talking about like the whole one foot not going over the top rope. No, it was if you, the one rule was if you touched the floor with one foot, you were out. Doesn't matter how you got. All right, there. so so if that's the rule going in, then despite how much I hate it, you can justify it because it was made known that that's the rule. Like, that's it. Like, we're not tolerating any nonsense, any Kofi Kingston, any Shawn Michaels, any of that stuff. If you touch the floor, you are no longer in the ring. You are done. Did they set that up at the beginning of the Battle Royal? I don't remember. Yes. I don't, I don't, they did. Yeah, you got you to start that, taking some uh, alpha brain, buddy. I just I have the- less of a problem with it. I remember just the Sal Renaro spot where his foot touched and the referee was like, nope, you're gone. And he was like, really? He's like, oh, yep. That's terrible. The fucking Jordan Clearwater elimination was dog shit. It was fucking bad. Yeah. The yeah, NWA studio setup was not meant for a battle royal. Just not at all. With but that being that, said. That, 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 that doesn't make any sense. There's been battle royals since the dawn of time in studio shows. Yeah, it was just bad. It was a bad idea. Yes. But with that being said, all right. The story with Booger Eater. I'm in. Oh, I am too. I like it. I think he was the right guy to win. I think the history with Harley Race and Nick Aldis and the NWA title. I don't think he's got a fucking snowball's chance in hell of winning. But I think it'll be a hell of a match. Now, is this a pay per view pick? It is. It's this Sunday. We'll be picking these picks again. Oh baby! Yeah, well, I guess we. I might, uh, I might go. Oh yeah. I might go. I might go all in on the booger eater. That's a lot. Matt, what? So you watched the women's match? I did. Were I did. you taken aback by the fact that somebody had a wardrobe malfunction and it just blurred the whole thing? Yeah, I didn't. Was it? Was it an asshole? Was it a titty? What was it? My assumption was that it was one of Molina's titties. <laughs> all right. We have a name for the show. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they just blurred out and they put like, oh, there was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, so we got a sh- and then the big blur ran across the screen and the other person chased it. Uh, I <laughs> fucking, I can't, st- I can't stand this Molina, Taryn Tyrell bullshit. It really doesn't do anything for me. 
it's taken away from what what should be you know like just Camille against uh, Thunder Rosa. There's no reason for these seconds to be out there. None no whatsoever. Reason. I'm with you on that. I didn't like it. Camille doesn't need somebody to speak for. They're letting her speak now, and she's not the greatest, but she'll get better. Hopefully, she's no uh, she's no May Valentine. I'll tell you that. And double A. By the way, Kyle Davis. Ah, oh, he was the drizzling shits too. I'm sure he's a great guy. Probably does a lot behind the scenes, but man, doing ring announcing is not his strong point. Here's, here's a look, and I have this problem with AEW and anyone else that fucking pre-tapes. You're this is taped. Fix the fucking thing. If yep. he can't get the fucking words out of his mouth as to who's in the battle royal or what the fuck he's supposed to be plugging, reshoot it. What is yep. your fucking? What is WPC doing? He's got his fucking head up his ass, his shiny bald head, your fucking hand job. I'm hot. I can tell. I don't yeah, I see that. Fucking reshoot it. What are you doing? You Ridiculous. fucking morons. Ridiculous. Sorry. It's just front. Look, if, oh, if it's live, it's one thing, right? People are going to fuck up. But this shit is Time taped. is money, man. It's taped. It's been in the bank forever. Yeah. It, it, look, it even goes back to Jim Cornette with the fried chicken joke. It's like, you have it on tape. You don't want it to air. You don't fucking air it. What right. else can you do? It's not like you fucking taped it. And then you're like, it's good to go. Like, we fucking taped something that we're going to put out. And then we're like, shit. How was it? Did we fuck up? No, but I think it's good. We're good. Yeah. Oh, there's been times where we've shit canned like like half entire episodes. <sighs> Frustrates. <laughs> yeah. Since we started going live, that kind of went out the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't done that in a while. I think we've gotten better, but you know. I like the sound. I, I just think that. Oh, sorry, Kev. No, I just think that if. All right. So I understand in theory, your point makes perfect sense. It's taped. Just redo it. But the thing is, though, you have to pay people to edit it. You have to pay people to, to, to you know, to, to, to use the equipment, to do all that stuff. So I think in their head, if they don't see it as that big of an error where they can still get away with it being on the show, let's not waste the time, the energy, and the money to do it over. Now, if it's something egregious and something terrible, yeah, they're going to take the time to do it. What did, but if what? it... What did Kyle Davis say? He was like, there was no winner uh, because the time limit went, so nobody won. I was like, fucking A, dude. Really? He's the fucking worst. You could have just had him re- fucking say it off camera. Reshoot that. Ladies and gentlemen, the time limit expired. The match is a draw. That's all you got to get out there. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's arguments are totally justified and fair, and probably more I mean, ju- justified look, than mine, to be honest with you. But David Marquez was not the greatest ring announcer, but he wasn't making mistakes left and right. I mean, he was succinct. He got to the point, and that was it. You know, that's all they needed. I love the tag team story with this Aaron Stevens and Kratos. Uh, obviously, we know it was Slice Boogie who ran down there and, and waffled Crimson. Yep. Um, but I'm interested to see what this where, where this tag team thing goes. Well, Aaron Stevens said it. He hired Kratos as a mercenary. So we all know from uh, from your boy Flippy Doo, mercenaries go to the highest bidder. He's not my boy, first of all. Let's just get that out <laughs> no, there. He, right? He's a dirty son of a bitch who takes dirty money from people. 
Yeah, but that's his job. He's a mercenary. That's what Kratos does. Do you do you hate Kratos? Is he a dirty son of a bitch? Yeah, he is. Look what he's doing. Look, I get it that his job is to be a mercenary. He got paid to do the hit, whatever. But now you're a tag team champion with Aaron Stevens. He doesn't want to get tagged in. He's reluctant to be tagged in. He's reluctant to tag in Aaron Stevens. He doesn't want to help. You're part of the team when you got gold. You're getting that bigger paycheck. Suck it up, buttercup. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Aaron Stevens gave him an opportunity of a lifetime to become a tag team champion. And they beat James Storm and Eli Drake, which is not a fucking shitty team. Right. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you think we're getting a Serena Deeb match this week on the pay-per-view? You think I it's hope gonna be so. Camille? You think, I, I think at this point it might be Camille and Thunder Rosa again. They're going to get a rematch. All right, well, let, let's let Serena Deeb beat somebody else up. I like this ve- this fiery Serena Deeb, and she showed up at AEW Dynamite last night. Dynamite. Uh, AEW Double or Nothing. With her yeah, new, kinda, new sassy like attitude. attitude. Yep. Which makes me think that maybe Camille's going to be put on the back burner. Maybe we're going to get another Thunder Rosa match with uh, with um, Serena, Come which here. I'm all for. Are you? 100%. I think that's oh, what yeah. we're going to get. So that was, uh, that was um, NWA Power. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I got a question for you, NWA Power. And Kevin, you can chime in. Oh, we're in. still on this. Okay. I do. I have one question before we move on to uh, AEW's double or nothing. Okay. So Adonis gave up his title, right? It, yes. Does this somehow come back to bite Aldis in the ass? Well, the ending of the Battle Royal. So Chris Adonis hit Tom Latimer, didn't it? Yes. Okay, so so Chris Adonis gave up his title. And don't forget what Nick Aldis said. You know, membership in Strictly Business is not guaranteed. I gotta gotta be a card carrying member. This, and Chris Adonis does not have a jacket yet either. If this son of a bitch helps Booger Eater win the title as a fuck you to Nick Aldis, Ooh. I will not be happy about that. Telling you boys. Ooh, you made me give up my title and Tell now you boys. Tried- Fuck me over? Ooh, I like it. I don't like it. He gets booted. Look, Put your money on the booger eater. The pay-per-view starts. Fucking Aldis says, you're out, Adonis. Adonis says, I gave up my title to be in there to help you win. And, and Aldis says, you didn't get the job done. I don't need you in Strictly Business. Oh, no. Into the fire! <laughs> Into the fire! I can't live in a world where the booger eater is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, come on, dude. He's the epitome of He's the epitome of the NWA. He is not championship material. Oh, oh you're out of your mind. He's a fucking common man, bro. He's got small nips, a big belly, and a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, write that down. Small nips, big belly. There's a lot of, there's <laughs> a lot of spoons in the porridge already for, for titles for this episode. Fucking yeah, hell. You're right. I like, I like small nips, big belly. Small nips, big belly. The booger eater. <laughs> I I agree with Tony though. I don't see I don't see how we're in a world where Trevor Murdoch's not the NWA World Champion. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough. You know why, Matt? Because it's such he's such the exact opposite of Nick Aldis. So what do you do when you when you change a title? How do you have the biggest effect? Put it on someone who represents the exact opposite, who is of the person who is already holding the championship. How that sticks in the craw worse than any turn, any shock value you could ever have. Have it happen and plan for it. And ah, oh, Booger Reader 2021, baby. <laughs> That's it. Big Trevor Murdoch guy. 
I'm very, very torn on this one. So you were very anti, and now you're torn. Right, because of Chris. Look, there's Chris Adonis took the National Heavyweight Championship. He said, I'm going to relinquish this title, which means the oh, payday yeah. that comes with being the champion, he took money out of his pocket. And what's going to happen? This Nick Aldis character, he's going to kick him out of Strictly Business. Or he's going to say, this free trial is over. The one penny, one penny, 10 CDs. Now you're going to get a, a bill for 19.95 in the mail. Exactly. You better pay that shit, son, or you're out. And Chris, you better, Adonis, you better unsubscribe or else you're going to get continuously billed. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants the fucking Savage Garden CD. It shows up every month. You just return to sender. It keeps coming back. Yo, that Savage Garden and Third Eye Blind would show up every every month. What was that song? I would drive with you in the ocean. Sing it, Kevin. Sing it. Sing us some Savage Garden. I, what is it song? Is that what it is? I think it's Truly I, Madly Deeply. Truly Madly Deeply Do. <laughs> I would stand by you on a mountain. I would eat. Pizza in Studio A, but he only brings it for the throwbacks. So we have nothing else to say, truly, madly, deeply do. That's it, right? That's the Savage Garden song? By the comfort and protection of the highest power. What is this? It's Savage Garden. They, they, give a, they give a shout out to the Turnbuckle Throwback. Oh, I know this song. Folks, it's Ladies' Choice at the Roller Rink. Yeah, but their big song was the Chicka Cherry Cola. Chickity China, the Chinese Chicken? Oh, that's the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> e- e- easy over there, <laughs> Willie Urbina. What? That's a that's a lyric. It's an actual lyric. I know, Kevin. It was a joke. Relax. Cherry, chicka, 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 cherry cola. Yeah, you know that song. <laughs> I don't know that song. I know this one. This is the one that I know. Cherry cola. I want to eat pizza in Studio A, but Tony only brings it for the throwbacks. Is that a song? It's a brand new song. I want to eat pizza in Studio A, but Tony only brings it for the throwbacks. And Big Phil Ray. You know this song. I want I you. Let's get to I know the th- is this Third Eye Blind? Oh, it's Savage Garden, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, this is Roxette. She got the look. She got the look. No, this is also, what else does this sound like? She got the look. This sounded like the Macarena for a second, too, at the beginning. Oh, my God, this is Garbaggio. No, I don't know this song. Oh, I know this. Why do you know this? Oh, I do know this song. Why do play, you the beginning, play the beginning again. It, tell, it, tell no, it doesn't sound like the Macarena. I know a lot of bad, bad, bad music. 
chickity china, the Chinese chicken. That's the bare naked ladies. Have a drumstick and your brain starts ticking. Watching the files with no lights on. Madonna Maze on. Smoking man's in this one, like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting of Tantric. Like Sting is guaranteed to satisfy. Like Sawa fat films. And I'm having films. All right, so Booger Eater's getting his title shot this weekend. That's how I roll, baby. Chickity china. Um, that smelled like Chinese chicken. <laughs> I rip them on Wednesday nights. So I don't want to tell you. Oh shit, you do. Yeah, I also fucking pick my scab Wednesday night. I was so bored with that fucking. Who gets scabs anymore? Do you still get scabs? I fell through a fuck my fucking stairs. <laughs> the 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 patio the the walk up stairs. The walk up to the sun porch. <laughs> the, the fucking yeah, like one of the wooden stairs snapped right in half. I fell right through it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, story, story, please. What do we mean? Last? That's pretty much the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, running. Re was at her friend's house. They were having a little barbecue. I had to work, so I came home. I took a shower, uh, grabbed some drinks from the fridge, went to run down the back steps. I hit one. <laughs> I hit two, and I just went fucking straight down. But I landed straight on. through? I went straight. The, the board snapped right in half. I went straight through. I landed on my foot. Running down the steps. So wait, I'm, what I'm picturing you right now is like half of your body is like in like underneath, yeah, in but you're steps. still holding on to like the steps. I wasn't like holding it. on that. My hands were full, but I land like I, because I've been doing, I don't know. I've been doing the DDPY. I literally like stepped right through. straight through. The thing snapped and my leg kicked out another one of the boards. How far was the drop? Not far. <laughs> drop i literally landed on my foot and i was like motherfucker that hurt and then i got to her friend's house and uh <laughs> still yeah i fucking had to go <laughs> they had food they had booze i was all in and i got there and i was like uh you better have an ice pack ready for me <laughs> i would just i would have just like opened up like whatever cooler was there and just sat in it no they had an ice pack ready for me when i got there and then i had this gnarly scar I've uh, done that before. Scab, you know those? I, um, I fucking picked it last week, so I was bored talking about dark and dark elevation. You know those? Um, I don't know what they're called. I guess they're the, the the hatch, for lack of a better word. Tony has the hatch, like one of those things. Like it was made of wood, and I was a kid, and I was running up and down it because it's, it's like a ramp to me, what and literally <laughs> right through a forty-pound kid. Nine years old fell right through, ruined this guy's freaking basement. <laughs> he had me falling through, landed on concrete stairs, and uh, and rolling right down into his basement. Man, Matt, I'm glad that you're okay though, man. Yeah, I survived. I'm a survivor. That's right, you are. So, now, uh... are you a survivor when it comes to AEW? Oh hey. boy, let me tell you guys. Double or nothing pick time, bitches! Ha 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 ha! Very, very excited for Double or Nothing. Uh, obviously, my work schedule is all over the place, so I got to watch the pre-show in like the first hour and a half before, before I had to go back to work last night. Um, I I was kind of all over the place with my picks. I sent my picks in. Uh, Kevin was uh, Kevin was like, "Are these your picks?" And I was like, "They are." <laughs> Was, he sent it to me like an Excel spreadsheet. So I was like, yeah. is this some sort of formula that he's working on? Like, what's going on? No, Kev, Kevin, that's where all the picks go. They go into that spreadsheet. No, I figured it out. But it was just at first. I'm like, wait a second. What's happening here? Matt does some high tech shit with the picks. 
No, I just have to keep track of the picks. For what, I haven't the slightest idea. One day it's all going to come to fruition. Statistics are fun, dude. I know. We, you know. In a couple years, after you begrudgingly argue with us that you don't want to do picks every year and we do them, then like in, a, in like two years I can be like, overall, Kevin is this and this at the Royal Rumble. Matt is this and this at the Royal Rumble in the last five years. And Tony has this record at the Royal Rumble in the last five years. And it'll Ooh. be fun. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm full of great ideas. I just have to I need a little more data. You know what I don't you know what I don't need uh to be going out on the ledge making these uh smart mark picks. Yeah. So I asked Matt like when I said like he sent me his picks and I was like, "Wait, so I I questioned like are these your picks?" And the the initial reasoning for the question was just the way it was presented to us because he's never done that before. It's usually just in a text, you know, with commas and shit. But it was like a like a spreadsheet stuff, and I was like, I'm like I like it because his picks were really outside the box. Then he responded, "I need to make up some ground," and I was like, "Oh, is he just picking? Does he not have conviction in these picks? Like, is he just picking?" But but then you responded when I asked you that. You responded, "No, I think," and he gave me a whole list of reasons why he thinks such and such is going to happen. So I'm like, all right, as long as the true spirit of the game is not lost then we're okay. But Matt, oh boy. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> yep. Did uh did your picks work out the way you thought they would? Nope. Nope. I uh Tony <laughs> just wanted to get that in there just for that drop. You know what? I love I love it. I ate a dick I ate a dick sandwich twice with extra extra ketchup and mayo. Dick and yeah. the Chinese chicken. Uh we all to be fair, we all across the board lost the battle royal. Right. Yeah, was not expecting that win, but pleasantly surprised and happy with the outcome. I agree with you. Uh, the Joker card, not so much. I was a little. Uh, oh, I, Leo. I just don't. I'm not. In, I'm not a big Leo Rush fan. Uh, look, I get that, but if you really thought Nick Gage was going to be the surprise, you're fucking out of your mind. So who in your, who in, who in your head did you think Big Show? I thought uh, Big Show. I thought uh, Andrade. And I thought a real long shot would have been Daniel Bryan. Oh, you know what? That would, yeah. Wow, that would have. Wow. And you could have that. That thought never crossed my mind. And wow. we talked about it on the on the Mark Order podcast Wednesday night. You also could have put a, a impact guy in there. Like Moose could have came in and won the Battle Royal because he's wrestling Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship on June twelfth. He's not wrestling for the AEW World Championship. So you could have done like a story like that with like a moose or a Sammy Callahan. All right, so let's go back in history. How many there's there's been how many casino battle royals with the Joker? Three. Two? Three? Three. Before this? Two, right? Two, yes. Yeah, before this, yes. So, Matt Seidel was the last one. Right. So the Joker has never really been a super wild card, right? Like Matt Seidel, you were underwhelmed with as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. And who was the so, first one, Matt? <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, it's okay. Uh, Brian Cage was in the ladder match, and that was at double or nothing, right? Yeah. Give me a second. No, no. it's, it's I'm, lo I'm looking it up. Keep I going. guess my point is that people, the, the Joker is, I guess, not supposed to be as dynamic as we think it it will be. It's not like a surprise entering in the Rumble, like Edge coming back at like 20 or, you know. Excuse me. But it, I guess it's just a nice little niche person that they think can fit well with the company. Adam page was the Joker of the first casino battle Royal. And he won. 
Yes. Okay, but Adam Page was he was he already in the company though? Yeah, right. Everybody was already in the company. Yeah. Yes. So all right. So I guess the, the the I guess we just have to tether our expectations of what the Joker position in this match really brings us. So yeah, and listen, I, mean, I like Leo Rush. Leo Rush is an incredible, incredible wrestler. Like he just had like a banger with JT Dunn, which I caught bits and pieces of. Like he he can go, man. I just people have people have this negative view on him just because he's a boisterous guy who had a run in, in you know 205 live and WWE is Bobby Lashley's guy and he's he, he's a he's an agitator and he does his job perfectionly. Yes. Could have just gone perfect. Yeah, I started I started putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong no, I, syllable. See, I had to get there. For me, none of that factors in. I just don't I don't like the shit he did with Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn when he got it would just look like it was sloppy. I'm just not into Leo Rush. I did enjoy his match with Myron Reed at MLW. Uh, the two matches. I just, I don't know. He doesn't do it. He doesn't scratch my itch. Oh, you're talking about like when he was climbing to the top and Mark and uh, what's and Isaiah were just standing there waiting for him. To yeah, get and like all the weird, like he was like, you know, sliding in the second base and rolling around on the ground. And I get what they were trying to. I just, I don't know. I'm not into Leo Rush. It's a, If he's signed, it's a great signing. It's just... Leo Rush doesn't excite me, you know? To each their own. And with all the stuff that's been going around with, you know, Andrade's getting that triple-A shot against Kenny Omega. Uh, Daniel Bryan hasn't been seen on TV in a while. Like, you were looking for them to make a big splash, so. Yeah, that's on us, though. That's yeah, not no, on them. I, look, I, I, I get it. Um, and I think someone from Impact would have made sense, too. Although, to Kevin's point before, not unhappy with the winner. Yeah. I like uh, I, I like Jungle Boy. He like, and here's why I think like that second show is going to be so pivotal for a lot of these guys. Is like, like Jungle, like just something like this match can immediately. Like everyone always thought that Jungle Boy was going to be a big star sooner than later. This match now gives him his opportunity. Now here's the thing that bothers me though. It's he gets the match on Dynamite, and not a pay per view. It said in two weeks on Dynamite he's fighting. Kenny, yep. That kind of like it like, doesn't that let the air out of the tires a little bit for you? No, yeah. I don't think. So. For yeah, me, think no. So. Tony, for you? Yeah, I mean, are we playing up the Casino Battle Royal as like AEW's version of the Royal Rumble? And if we are, then I would assume that he'd want that title shot on a pay per view. I agree with Kevin. I I think to me it it's more of a, a setup to like. <sighs> See, I don't, I don't want to say like Jungle Boy. Like, obviously, he does. He doesn't deserve a title shot like right away. But if you're gonna do it, like, listen, they just had what I thought going into this pay per view that the the world title match. I thought it was a, like a borderline Saturday night's main event. Main event. Thank you. So, like, to me, like, if you're gonna do it, like, that's why I thought Christian Cage was gonna win. Because to me, that even if you have another match to to solidify your pay per view selling points. Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega, you could sell as a world title main event match, and it would be great. And if they built Jungle Boy up to that level, like that's what you got. Like, why do it then if it's just going to be on a dynamite? Because, as you have said in the past, Kevin, they have to write weekly TV. Oh, that's fair. What if, all right, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania is what? Roughly three months. Maybe there's two pay per views in between. 
Yeah, late January to early April, late March. Yeah, so maybe, and I know they do this in New Japan and WWE's fucking become like fucking psychotic with it. Jungle Boy has like a little side thing going where he feuds with somebody and he puts that title shot, that title shot on the line. Gets him to like, you know, from point A to point B. Say Carl Anderson shows up and says, you don't deserve that title shot. You got to face me and you got to put that shot on the line. And there's a little, little back and forth there. Now we got Jungle Boy versus Carl Anderson. Jungle Boy wins that match. Now he's got momentum going in against Kenny Omega. He beats somebody from the elite, right? Or Bullet Club, whatever you want to call him. The elite. I could see that you could work it that way. Have him, have him beat him like on a, on a dynamite, like, you know, maybe a month before uh, the next pay-per-view. I think that like Jungle Boy has such just such a strong following, almost like to the extent of like a Darby, uh, that like you could or an Orange Cassidy, where you could even though I was underwhelmed with this main event because it just seemed to pop up out of nowhere. If you built Jungle Boy Kenny Omega, if you can get away with this, you can get away with Jungle Boy Kenny Omega as your world title match on a pay per view. I did you see your boy Marco Stunt came back too. I fucking can't stand him. That little I can't stand him either. I'm in the same camp as you. Ass wipe. When you get angry on Wednesdays, I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. He's fucking fucker. useless. He's absolutely useless in AEW. 100%. He's nothing but a troublemaker and a liability for those guys. But I think back to your point, Jungle Boy win. So this is not advertised as, you know, the Royal Rumble. It's not some grand thing. It's just a casino battle yeah. royal. Um, I think this is used to set up a title match on Dynamite. And I think, to Kevin's point, I think what we saw at the end of this Battle Royal with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy is going to factor in. And I think you're going to see Kenny and Christian at All Out for the AEW World title. Because I think uh, there's going to be lots of shenanigans on this Dynamite. And I think you're going to have Luchasaurus and Marco out there. And he's going to have the Bucks and the Elite out there. And your equalizer is going to be Christian. And that's going to set up a feud that they planted the seeds for when Christian first showed up on that first dynamite after revolution. I like where your head's at. So I, like I think, that. and I think because of the, the way they space their, their next pay-per-view is until labor day. I thought it was, it's all out the, on labor day, September. Oh, okay. 3rd, I thought, it, I thought it was August, but I'm, I totally could have been this. I think that. labor day might be the last weekend in August. It might be August 31st. Get out of here. That'd be super early for Labor Day. That'd be wild. Let's look. Let's look in the old. No, no, I got the old calendar right here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, let's see. see. If it, I mean, I thought it was, I could, I could be definitely wrong on this. August um, 31st is Saturday. Then that next Monday would be Labor Day. Yeah. All right. So it'd be the first. Oh, no. It's the sixth. It looks like. Yeah. The, the sixth, sixth is September late, so... 6th is Labor Day. That's a oh, Monday. You know what? what am I, an asshole? I have it in my notes here. So that's pretty late then. So the pay-per-view is Sunday the 5th of September? Correct. Sunday, September 5th in Chicago. What's Tuesday? Tuesday's a holiday too. Oh, Rosh Hashanah. So they, but see that here's my thing though. They do a quick turnaround because they announced in November that they're doing full gear. Yeah, I saw that too. So, all right. So, I mean, I guess this is kind of like the, hey, we're getting back to normal. We won't do the show every month, but we'll do not that they were doing that in the first place, but now, now that we can get, let's make up for lost time and let's start banging out some pay-per-views. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't miss any pay-per-views in the last year. They didn't. I mean, with, with in other locations, cause now they're going to be in St. Louis yes. for, for full gear. So and Chicago let's start making for up all out. Yeah. So let's start making up for, for what we missed. Let's start giving the people shit that they want. 
And I think if you do if you do September and November, I think that's fine. Yeah, it's about three months, right? Yeah. If you yeah, if you go from month yeah, yeah. Maybe two. Two for September to November, right? Yeah, I think that's fine. If they if they just want to get this stuff, if they want to try like I said, just make up for lost time and just bang some big shows out. Woo. Yeah, because they go uh Double or Nothing is usually Memorial Day. All out is Labor Day. Full gear is November. Revolution is uh, February. That's their big four. There you go. And Giddy I like up. that. I like that they only do four pay per views a year too. Yeah, sign me up. I mean, you know they're going to do more soon. Like it's only a matter of time. I mean, I know they're going to do. Uh, they said they're going to do like. Uh, oh, the specials, specials. like kind of like Clash of the Champions. I think. Yeah. I think they're smart not to. You know, it, it let's. I think it lets the storylines play out, and I think it puts a little meat on the bones. I know going into uh, Revolution, because of the COVID and because of them moving things, I mean, we were all pretty fed up with the MJF Jericho stuff, the Kip, uh, Saban, Miro versus, uh, fuck, who are they feuding with? Trent and Chucky? Yes. Right? Right? Yes. Yes, the video games, yes. Uh, it was uh, yeah, with, it was uh, with, with the cake. It was Chuck and Orange Cassidy because then Trent was hurt and then he came back. There we go. Yeah, and Chuck was like their his servant. Yes, that's right, the servant. Um, so back to double or nothing. Charles, Tony, and Kevin, a respectable eight and two. Uh, Tony lost Anthony Agogo. That was a stupid fucking. Uh, decision in that match. A gogo should have went over. We can talk Fuck about that. Uh, Kevin, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it was a smart move in a second. Kevin lost Moxley, Kingston. That was a dumb move. What picking them? Yeah. Oh, you're stupid. Get out of here. You really thought the Bucks were gonna lose? Come on, bro. Dude, how many times have the Bucks won and lost and flip flopped in their, this entire run? Of course they were gonna lose. Since they won the belts. For, for the what? Second, third time. Those belts. Second the, that's the first time winning the belts? It's the only yeah. time they've held the tag titles. Ah, whatever. So right, besides that, the, the flippity floppities of the Bucks has been not I'm not even talking about what they do in the ring. I'm talking about their characters. Yeah, but since they won the belts, they've been unstoppable. Unbeatable. Yeah, but Mo- yeah, Mo- I mean listen, Mox and Kingston listen, I don't hate that I don't hate that they won. I just thought that the belts would have been better served on Mox and Kingston and then maybe going into a feud with the F with FTR and then Maybe even you know, you know, if if the inner circle lost, maybe you have Santana Ortiz turn heel, and you have th- that would be a blood feud. Like there were so many different ways you could have gone, as opposed to the Bucks, who like feel like the Bucks. A lot of the shine is off the Bucks to me. I just like, like no, I don't really give a shit about them anymore. Uh, I went, uh, and we can jump back into this conversation. I went astounding. Four and six. Dummy. Yeah. All right, so Tony and I tied at eight and two. Correct. Yep. So, so I lost the Moxley. I'm, I lost the Bucks match. What else right. did I lose? Battle you Royal. lost we the Battle lost Royal. Royal. Oh, okay. All right, so that's a we wash. We also Christian, no? Yeah, we also Christian Cage across the board. Right, so that's a wash. So I went So I went nine and one. Uh, so after this pay-per-view, eight, Kevin eight, sits in eight, first eight, place eight. at 76, 18, and one. Tony is five games behind him at 71, 23, and one. I thought it was like four back. No. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm just going to make you feel better right now. I sit 
18 games behind Kevin at 58, 36, and 1. I am am not doing very well in the picks. All right, so Matt, I want to go through your picks one by one if we can. We can, we can. I'm sorry, Tony, what was that? Yeah, (laughs) Tony, one more time, please. Yo, did we talk about this? That that drop? Did we talk about this on the show over the last couple of weeks? About how I thought that was what actually during an impact match and it was actually just like one of her uh pay like by lingerie matches? No, no, no. That was during an impact match. She re-recorded that recently, and I should have had it on the soundboard. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, you pulled that That's up way. One. You pulled that up way too quick. No, no, no. I had that in the soundboard a couple weeks ago, and we just never got to it because I thought I was like, "All right, so play the original." All right, the, wait. The original was here. That sounds like Matt going Wolfie edit right in the middle. Of it. And the one. Oh, all right, so she took advantage of that and made it. Beginning of like a fucking Evanescence song, right? My match! All right, all right. So I stand corrected. So that was during an actual TNA show. Or a and... Flyleaf song. <laughs> <laughs> Flyleaf. See, Matt gets Flyleaf. There you go. What is it? Uh, I can hear you all around me in your head. In the... Is that Flyleaf? Wow, it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Me, me, and me. Right? All right. So you want to go through my picks here? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Go through the whole card. I mean, no, no. Just, yeah, we'll go through the whole card. And, but I just want to dissect Matt's picks and his logic. All right. Well, these well here, let's put this out here now. We all took Serena Deeb. Hundred yeah. percent. All right, and that was a fucking awesome match. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> I can't get the flyleaf out of my head. Uh, what else did I win? I won on the Bucks. Uh, I won on uh, Britt Baker. All right, another lock. And I won on Adam Page. And we all won on Adam Page and Britt Baker. I right, so I thought Tony took Sheeta for a second. No, are you crazy? You? Oh, I don't know. I guess. What do you got, Sheeta for brains? That makes me crazy. I took a big Sheeta before I did the show tonight. Hey oh. Ding, ding. The bell, Tony? All right, so what do you want to ask me about here, Kevin? Let's talk it. <laughs> let's right. talk it through. I, kind of I just want to ask you. <laughs> what kind of drugs? Oh, sorry, Tony, go ahead. What kind of drugs were you taking? Were they Boardwalk Buds before you made your picks? Shout out to Boardwalk Buds, June 25th and June 27th uh, down yeah. in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Nick Day Comedy, Kevin Garf. That's right. Lots of other great stuff too. All but right, Matt. I, so Matt picked. The, I guess the biggest. Confusion in my head was the main event pick that you picked, which in theory, like you gave a good reason why you thought Orange Cassidy was going to win this match. And that's right. Matt picked Orange Cassidy to win the AEW World Championship less than a month after Kenny Omega became the belt collector. So, Matt, I felt like it could play into. First of all, it was a triple threat. So Kenny Omega doesn't have to lose. 
Secondly, Dynamite is again preempted for the NBA playoffs for Friday night. So what better way to get people to tune in than to have your brand new world champion, Orange Cassidy, Friday night, 10 o'clock? Uh, see, that's where I disagree with you. Third, if, it... if Orange Cassidy is the champion, the internet wrestling community, good or bad, is going to explode about it. Now, he would have been a tra- – I don't think he would have been, yeah. like, the longest. He would have been a transitional champion. He would have had a one-on-one match in a couple weeks with Kenny Omega, and Kenny would have beat him and gone back to having all the titles. But it was in front of the live crowd for the first time in over a year, and I just thought it would have been a great way uh, to, to create some buzz. 100%. And Kenny Omega not getting pinned – just you know feed the don Callis kenny omega machine where it's like this is bullshit he should have never been in this match he was fucking concussed against Pac, who cleared him you know this is not fair shenanigans matt you made a tremendous amount of great points the only one i disagree with is that i feel like they have already written off these friday night dynamites so like if they're gonna do that and which i would agree if 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 orange cassidy won and then they announced a rematch for a Wednesday night show, then yes, 100%, they would do that, and Kenny Omega would probably win the belt back. But I wasn't saying the match would be on Friday night. I'm just saying your brand-new world champion would be on Friday night, so people would tune in. But everything everything else you you said made absolute perfect sense. So the logic was 100% there. The internet would have completely lost its shit. The live crowd would have lost its shit. Here's the thing, though. They had to pick between, obviously, we, uh, did, did you guys think that stadium stampede was going on last? I think we all kind of thought that, right? Yes, because I, so, like, I felt like that would have been, I think some of it was pre-taped. Right. I think everything up until when they actually got there was probably done beforehand. So now here's what we have to think about when you parlay your picks here. Like To me, this is a parlay. The inner circle versus the pinnacle is a parlay with the world title match. So, like, if you have Kenny Omega win, then to me, that means, that means, like, you're going to have, like, if you have heel baby, you're going to have to have heel baby face one way or the other. So, if Orange Cassidy won, to me, that played into the, the pinnacle winning. But I really thought Kenny Omega was going to win. I thought that was the easiest uh, layup for me. But, so that's why I picked Inner Circle, because that was your feel-good moment, your go-home, internet explode type deal, like, rocking out, partying, like, type deal. So to me, I feel like I feel like the picks are somewhat intertwined when you have two main events on the same show. Right. Well, so I did what you thought. I right. th- I thought the Pinnacle was going to win this Stadium Tampede because I thought Jericho was leaving to go on tour, uh, and I thought it was time for Proud and Powerful to go their own way and, and chase those tag titles. Yeah. So th- this is kind of one of those things where if you weren't like in terms of our like picks. Like, even if we didn't know who each other's picks were, if you went with your gut, no matter which way you went, you probably could have made up ground somewhere because you just didn't know who was going to win. Like, there was legit, like, could Inner Circle win to even up the score against the Blood and Guts match? So then, then there's, there's got to be a third match. Or does Pinnacle just really put the dagger in the Inner Circle so these guys can do their own things for a while and then maybe come back next year or something like that? So there was really like if we all just pick what we truly, truly believed, which we all did, then you you odds are you probably would have made up a game or two just because of 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 how 
unpredictable some of these matches were. I think the biggest one, the biggest mystery was the, the Cody Anthony Agogo match. Like, like that could have that could have gone either way. I went with Cody only because, and Tony, you look like you're ready to, to come back in here. I think Cody had to win this match just because of the story of I don't know, like he's like the American dream again for one night only. It's Memorial Day. Like that's and then I did I started reading after I made the picks. I started reading like, oh well, a lot of people feel this way too. But a lot of people also felt that you gotta really put if you're going to push this guy, Agogo is a star. He's a freaking star. So you, maybe you feel like this is his win, but if maybe this doesn't hurt him as much as people think it will, Tony? Cody should have taken that loss. He should have set a go-go up, set him on the road, come back later, get his win, whatever he needs to do. Does that hurt a go-go more, though? I think so. Does that hurt a go-go more, though, if Cody comes back and beats him later? No, because now Ogogo's got the momentum. Ogogo's got the attitude. Ogogo knows what he did as dickish or as much as you believe it was the right thing, which makes him even more of a heel, which makes Cody want to, want to get that win back that much more. I don't know. I thought they should have just went with Ogogo at this point and then let Cody deal with the chips later. Let him get that comeback. Cody can afford to take a loss here. And if you're trying yeah, to beat Ogogo, which you've been doing for the past several weeks, only to have him lose to Cody, it's like... Didn't really do him any favors in my yeah, but, but, uh, Cody is pretty known for losing when he feels like he should lose to, to better the company and better somebody else. Like he's done that before. He's shown a pattern of taking the, of doing the job, if you will. Uh, I, I felt like this was just a moment. Listen, I don't think, I don't think this loss hurts a go-go to be honest with you. I really don't think it does Matt. I don't think it hurts them because they they really tried to put over on commentary that this is only his third professional wrestling match. He's blind in one eye. This is Cody Rosie stepping in the ring with. I do think Anthony Gogo is a star. He looked unbelievable. He was doing shit that I didn't expect him to even be yeah. capable of doing. Um, but I'm a, I'm with Tony, and this is why I picked Anthony Gogo. I'm under the assumption, and this is might be my own fault. I might be trying to to, to be too smart for my own good. Um, you know, they're going to pop that kid out any day now, and I don't I, I don't necessarily know if it's. I think it's they're not going on the road till July, so I think it gives Cody time to take off through June, to be there with his wife and their baby. Well, well where uh, do they do they live? Do, don't do they live in Jacksonville? I think they live in Atlanta, which is like a, a couple hour car ride. All right. So if he takes uh, if he takes off him his backstage duties, he could still show up once a week to do TV, right? But, but here's the other thing: how many people were saying that Pinnacle was going to win the Stadium Stampede because Jericho was going on tour with Fozzie? None of that shit matters. None okay. of it matters. They're not booking for people are going to disappear when they have other responsibilities. They're just not. It's people like when people speculate, <clears throat> and Matt. It's like when when people speculate on like uh, like on a, a quarterback changing teams. Like, well, I heard he just bought a house in Tampa, or I heard so he must be going to you know the uh, the Lightning or no the the Buccaneers or something like that. Like it's all that speculation. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Jericho could say like. Like, hey, I mean, I'll go on tour, but I need this date, this date, this date for for a dynamite, for a pay-per-view, for that. Like, they can easily right. do that. Of course. Yeah. I also thought that Cody wouldn't put, you know, himself in a match with Anthony Gogo just to beat him. Yep. That's the other thing. 
that was a, a real that's a, that's a good point. That's a real American dream booking right there, if you really want to think about it. Ah, uh, that's a deep cut, Tony. Dusty Rhodes was always known to bring in the hot stars like he was Hulkamania for the NWA just to fucking beat him down. Now, let me ask you this. In AEW, is this the equivalent of building up a star and having him lose to The Undertaker at WrestleMania? I know AEW is a big leap, but in AEW, is Cody Rhodes AEW's Undertaker where just being in the match with him is enough to build you up? No, I, that, I hard disagree on that one. And to uh, be honest with you, Kev... I don't even necessarily agree uh, a lot of the time where it's like, oh, it was like a privilege to wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, so you, you have a hard stance on that take too. Yeah, I mean, a little. it's a little softer because I get where they're going with The Undertaker. I just don't agree with it. This Saying that with Cody is just not, that, that's a hard pass. But again, it's, you got you to gotta put it to scale, Tony. You can't just look at it in a vacuum. Like To scale, it might be a little bit more accurate than you're giving it credit for no, like you, that, that could very well be what they're going for i don't disagree with you on that i can absolutely see that but i just don't know if that's necessary if i don't think that's the consideration i know i don't think i don't necessarily think it's in like tony khan's mind but i think it's definitely in cody's mind and and oh if you were to tell me that's what cody thinks 100 percent, i believe that 100 percent, i believe that do i agree with it absolutely not but so I, I can absolutely see that being being a uh a thing that that somebody would try to press. Matt, what do you think? I don't know. I, I feel like it's tough. I just felt like this. This, you know, you you got rampages coming in August. You need to make. You need to make new stars. You have to say, you know, there's. I don't think there's such thing as having too much star power. I was listening to uh, a Kurt Angle podcast today. Um, and they were talking about Judgment Day 2006. And I think at the time, like, all the top guys on SmackDown were hurt. Ray, Randy Orton, uh, Batista. Um, they, they were going down a list of guys that were hurt, and, and they kind of were, were stuck in taking these guys who were mid-carders and elevating them up to that level, and some succeeded and some failed. I don't think you... I don't think it's wrong to have Anthony Gogo go over and kind of set himself up as this, this rising star. Uh, and, th- you know, if we can sit around and we can watch Dynamite and see that Anthony Agogo is something special, then they definitely know. So yeah. I don't – and a yeah. loss is not going to ruin Cody Rhodes' career. You know, if anything, it's 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 a it's a, it's a tip to, to Anthony Agogo, like this kid's going to be something and he just beat Cody Rhodes. But, so. it, but, like, but to your point, if, if we know it, then they definitely know it. So shouldn't we give them the benefit of the doubt of making this decision to have Agogo lose? Yeah, no, look, absolutely. They're the they're I just I felt like this was set up, you know, like they built up a go-go and those and it there were two short matches with the fucking punch to the stomach and like Cody got hit right from go in the stomach and it, it you know, go-go. He uh it didn't stop him. You know, the way that it stopped Austin Gunn and uh whoever else oh, he wow. beat up from the family. Uh, Austin Gunn bestseller in AEW, by the way. Oh, and that was another thing. Anthony Gogo, great job at selling. He really was the MVP of this this pay per view for me. I thought he fucking did an amazing job. I would have liked to see him go over. I was very surprised to see Cody break out the cop killer. Ooh, Matt flipped the switch right there. Look at that. Oh, very excited. You got very animated and excited all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Anthony Gogo was awesome. Yeah, the vertebraker, the cop killer, whatever you want to call it. That's I was right. very surprised to see him break that out. 
there was a weird little interaction on social media where like Hurricane posted uh, a, a, a GIF or a, a video of him doing the vertebraker and he commented like the best to ever do it, referring to himself. And someone said, I, I think homicide would beg to differ. And then Hurricane responded with like two points. One, homicide should think his is the best. And two, homicide don't beg for nothing. <laughs> so good. I also felt like this match, the crowd was not into it at all. I don't know. I don't know what the backstory is with this Cody promo. I didn't see it. I've only heard a few things in that. I don't know what they're building to with this feud with, uh, with, uh, with England against the United States. Like, I don't know what the whole purpose was, but from what I understand, a lot of people were not exactly thrilled with the, the buildup to this. But I don't know. Like I didn't watch anything going into this, so I thought the buildup was was okay. I just think it's a matter of, and everyone says build new stars, build new stars. But the fact that people are still not quite familiar with a go go yet, that might have people might still be skeptical. That's all. Like it's like it's such a catch twenty two. Like like if it's Cody Christian, right? These are two established guys. Now it's Cody a go go. And like, we were not completely, we don't know what he is yet. So maybe that's why I, I'm totally guessing. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. It was uh, a lot. He got a lot, you know, back to your original point, Kevin, like Memorial day, uh, American dream. First time in front of a crowd. Like maybe this was all just to, to do that. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I think a go-go is going to be absolutely fine. And if he's not, if he wants to do this and if he really wants to be a star, he will be a mega star and he will be a future world champion. There's just no, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. No doubt about that. If, if that, if, if everything that you said is true, Matt, then Cody Rhodes is really a dickhead. He really is. I mean, he took advantage. What do you of, mean? He took advantage Come of on, Memorial dude. day weekend. That's that's the American dream booking. If I've ever seen it. How does that make him a dickhead, though? It makes him a, a marketer. It makes him a business person. That, dude, everyone takes advantage of Look, we took, Going back to our original conversation, what holidays are actually celebrated for the reason that they're supposed to be celebrated for? This everyone is, does it. This isn't Hallmark. What do you, when, when, get a greeting card. I don't know what greeting card has to do with this. All I know is when they would build up a monster for Hulk Hogan, they would build a King Kong Bundy for a year. They'd bring in a Kamala for a year. They'd build up a big boss man for a year. If they wanted to do that, there's a million other people that could have did it with than some guy who's only got three matches. All right, so then here's the thing. So then then maybe our entire premise of what they of what we think they think of Anthony Gogo is wrong. And maybe they don't see him as a big star. So they said, hey, let's do, have him do this and we'll beat him. That's one premise. The other premise is let's put him in with Cody and that's a big time fight feel for him. They did the weigh-in on Dynamite. They did all this and that. And this loss won't hurt him because he's facing Cody. So either they don't think he's a star and this was just, let's push Cody's ego, or they do think he's a star and this loss doesn't hurt him. It's one I, of the two. I don't think... I don't think the problem is with him losing. I think it's the the way they told the story. It's 2021. It's on 1988. The the USA versus the UK. Matt, they have Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross. No, I on commentary. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Vicky. Like, come on. They sure, but you can't. You can't past. tell a story like USA versus England. What does anyone give a shit? 
clearly the crowd didn't give a fuck. I tell you what, when Bret Hart had Canada versus the U.S. in 96, 97, people gave a fuck because they were invested in that story, and that story had plenty of time to build. And sure. so here's the thing. Can't, like, there's, like, listen, we're, we're allies with both countries, right? Clearly we're allies with both countries, Canada and UK. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people people from the country like each other so maybe that's a bigger deal i have no clue i i I think it's i think it's a little weird too i think it's just like the flag versus the flag type thing but listen the uk people in england might hate us for all i know like i know i don't hate them but they might hate us they should have a fucking flag match if they really wanted to go balls out with fucking america i would have been in on a flag cody at the end fucking waving the american flag and all that shit oh i thought that's what i thought the optic was going to be at the end anyway and the problem is he's cutting uh, anthony gogo's cutting all this anti-american promos but he's right about he's everything right, that he says. and people can't be <laughs> and you can't be mad at him for that <laughs> so I, I just i don't know i felt like the the you know they could have gone a hundred different ways with uh, with anthony gogo saying you know i'm a fucking gold glove boxer olympic superstar yeah. no, you're what right. you're like what are you a professional wrestling champion who can't even challenge for his a title in his own company i don't know i feel like the the you know, if no, you're, you're right. gonna do like a USA versus another country, you really gotta go like Muhammad Hassan type deal. Like, it really needs to be like borderline dangerous because like USA against like Eng- I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think it was just like I'd right, so like take like soccer or football or whatever. Like that's just a matter of pride. So maybe they were trying to build it up. Like it's not we hate you. It's just our country is better than yours, sort of deal or something like that. So it's like we we have nothing against you, like the people that that live there, but we're gonna fight for our country, like in the lack of. And I, that sounds terrible to say on Memorial Day, but you know what I mean. Like it's just more of a pride in your country, not we don't like your country. That's all. That, I'm I'm just grabbing at straws here. No, I just I just if you go back and watch the match, it just doesn't seem like. Excuse me, it doesn't seem like the crowd was into it. Yeah, I like I think again, there might have been like right. one USA chant, like, yeah. and the match wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Again, I thought a go go looked amazing. Um, you know, Cody busting out the vertebraker, the cop killer was super interesting because I've never seen him use that before. Um, and I'm interested to see what's next for a go go versus more than you know Cody. He's got to get his heat back, right? As Jr. would say, the most like. <laughs> Gotta get your heat. Yeah, there's a Gotta they set up a, a tag match on uh on on Dynamite. It's Cody and Lee oh and Johnson. Leo uh, Leon Johnson and Lee Johnson. Uh, against Big Shotty Lee. Yeah, Lee and uh against Gogo and who? Uh, QT Marshall. Yeah, that that was also I found weird. They're announcing matches for the TV on the pay per view. Matt, what are the Matt? Matt are the Mets playing? No, I'm rewatching uh, Double or Nothing. Uh. <laughs> Well, I think we talked about a go-go enough. Can we a go-go on with the rest of the card? Sure. What other weird picks? Oh, I think I picked Lance Archer to beat Miro. Yeah. Nope. I thought thought we were going to get a Kip Saban return, and he was going to cost Miro. Already? Matt, you got to – all right, Matt, you're thinking (sighs) – Tony, I think we need to have an intervention for Matt. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I didn't see this match. (laughs) You have to be a fucking idiot to think that Miro was losing. I think Matt is getting into being too oh, he, smart 
being too no. smart for his own good. No, he's dumb because he's tanking this on purpose. He's no, like, why I would I tank this? You're 18 back. You really think you're going to fucking. I was like 12 back in the first year and I got all the way up in the first place until the last weekend. Of I think this, it might be 12 back now. No, <laughs> Match drunk. These fucking <laughs> truly uh, hard seltzer iced tea things are dog shit. And they're. Oh, they're great. That's a lemon. That's the best one. It's not, have another it's not very good. Shut, shut your boy. fucking whore mouth. All right, I'll fucking. I'm not fucking giving up. I want to pick more. I want to pick New Japan's Dominion. I want to pick NWA fucking When the Eagles Fly or whatever dumb fucking Smashing Pumpkin song his bald asshole wants to fucking write about. I'll it's pick a Savage it Garden song, Matt. It's I'll called, pick it it's all. You truly, pick Matt, fucking... It's called Truly Madly Deeply Iced Tea. You want to pick fucking Raw? I'll pick fucking Raw. I don't give a shit. I'll pick it all. Pick your fucking boogers like our future NWA Worlds. You're NWA fucking champion. out of your mind. I just, I scr- I just scratched one, right? I just literally scratched one right now when you said booger eater. That motherfucker <laughs> wins the NWA World title. I'm going to have a fucking coronary on this show. Yeah, but Matt, I, I think I think your, your, your thought process is so deep. He don't give a fuck. That's not he's true. Pont- he's pontificating. So this way, when he fucking thinks he's going to pull out a nine and one, he's going to be like, look at me. I'm a genius. Oh, don't worry. I'm oh, coming wow. back. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's fight. Those are fighting words. Look, I don't give a fuck. I hate picks anyway. I don't give a fuck. I know. Kevin win. Oh, but I'm tanking on purpose. Fuck out of here. You kind of are, dude. No, I'm no, not. There was logic behind get... all of my picks. Four and six. All my yeah, dude. but there, it's like it's logic that like wouldn't like I thought Kip Sabian was coming back. Kevin, here's the other thing. Everybody, everybody that I listen to on Wednesday night always loves that AEW has these big protected wins. And it's like, don't bank on protected wins, people. Like Orange Cassidy would have been a protected win, right, dude? Come on. Don't fall for it. Would have been a great story. No, it wouldn't be. Fucking pockets winning. You would have been fucking so angry. You would have been so angry. Look at you. I would have murdered his face. Yeah, murder hawk. It's been a long time since you've seen a Tony Matt battle. Usually it's me seen, and Tony or me and Matt. This is great. I would have sent Nick Gage a tweet that Orange Cassidy was talking about his about his family. That would have fucked him all up. And then Nick Gage would have been after Orange Cassidy. That would have been some funny shit. Fuck Orange Cassidy winning the title. How dare you? How dare I don't even like Kenny Omega. You really thought Orange Cassidy? How do you was not like Kenny Omega? Omega? I don't. I think Randy Orton's a great wrestler. I think he's the best in the world. How do you like them apples? I agree with Jr. And JR kissing Kenny Omega's ass. What a fucking backpedaling prick that guy is. It's his fucking job to kiss his ass, dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny Omega might be the best in the world, even though I said Randy Orton was last week. (laughs) What did you just say? Kenny Omega might be the best in the world. Might. No, he didn't say that. He said he is the best in the world. You just said Sassafras might. Then why would he say that that fucking Randy Orton was if Kenny Orton... Kenny Orton fucking... Kenny Omega might. Jesus Christ. I Kenny don't Orton, fucking is that a know. I'm not inside of fucking Jim Ross's head. Every time I go inside of his head, he wants to put Kate in a barbecue bath. And Kate is absolutely right in the Facebook page. I don't even know why I watch this shit anymore. It's fucking aggravating. No, you Where's watch the NWA popcorn? and then you watch fucking MLW. That hunk fucking of dog shit. Fucking losing my hair more, than, more and more every day dealing with this shit. Oh, yeah. And it's because of wrestling. No, it's because of you fucking tanking your picks. I'm not tanking my picks, you fucking hand job. This is your fault. You make me not want to watch wrestling anymore. Good. Don't watch wrestling. Quit the podcast. Just run the website. Just run the website, though. Do the website. And the YouTube, please. Please please do that. Although I think I I don't know how to pull the video from Facebook and put it on YouTube. 
Oh, you know how to pull other things. You don't know how to pull video. Yeah, well, to check in on your 13-year-old son. He's pulling all night, buddy. Oh, come on, dude. Really? Everything in his room is going to be stuck together. Stop. Come on, bro. How many times do you catch him watching porn on his phone? None. He doesn't do that yet. Yeah, he doesn't do that yet. He's well, your you kid. He's, you probably, gonna... he's probably the king of 4chan. As long as he doesn't talk to Louie. If he doesn't talk to Louie, he's all right. What if he talks to Louie's kid? That would be a conversation that would be a show in and of itself. Uh, yeah, so I'm still, so, so I'm still, I'm still at the champ, right? I'm still in the lead. You're still in the yeah. lead. I also That's picked right. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky because I don't. Why? Understand. <laughs> Get him, Tony. Really? Really? I'm gonna check you into Bellevue, dude. Because why? Mental illness. Sting's a hundred years old, and Darby Allen's all banged up. He just got his dick kicked in by Miro. That's why. The only thing that really pissed me off was fucking Tony Schiavone having a coronary, coronary when Scorpio Sky suplex Sting on the fucking pedestal there. And he goes, he can't take that. Way to fucking deal with the kayfabe, sir. Good job. He can't take that. He's old. Why don't you just say, oh, no, this is not good for Sting. Or, oh, my God. Like, he can't take that? He's a professional wrestler, for Christ's sakes. Who so, had to leave the business because of a buckle bomb to the corner on the back? Then why is he even in the ring yet if he's so worried about it? It's Sting! Sting, I tell you what, he looked great. Could have used the tan. I think that's Could've the story the of every Sting argument, though. But you know what? He did look good. He did. He looked. I was really very. Good. This is sound. This is. This sounds so weird, but I was very happy to see him wrestle in actual gear, not a t-shirt. Like that made me happy. When he first started doing shit with the t-shirt on, I said, "Oh no!" And then he took it off. I was like, "All right." You're like, "Oh yeah." You like the Kool-Aid man. You're like, "Oh yeah." Go through the fucking wall of my house. Did you? Uh, how did you guys watch the pay-per-view? Did you use my BR Live login? Um, I did. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious. Is that a problem? No, I was just curious. Nobody even asked me if I ordered it. You, oh, I got, well, you fucking sons of shit bitches, you knew. Anyway. Don't worry about it. Well, I waited till like uh, like twelve thirty, like one o'clock in the morning to watch it. I did. I did watch this tag match with Scorpio and Ethan. I really liked this. Match. And then I had to watch the Stadium Stampede today. I didn't watch that. I either. thought Sting looked great. He did. He I'm with fantastic. you. He looked fucking awesome. It was, and, and he didn't do anything like out of the ordinary for Sting, save for that one dive off the chips. But that made sense. Like he saw the guys down there. He's like, "Fuck this!" And he just dove on them. Did he say? So Matt, you didn't have there wasn't the the mark order. You didn't have a mark order party. I had to work. Had oh to no, cause, no, because the mark order was on the the Instagram. Yeah, they went sure to who, uh, who was doing that. They went to uh, the Quitter's house and they watched the pay per view there. Quitter at the Danny. Danny, Danny Russo. Oh, the voice oh, of reason is a quitter. What? The doctor. He's not a doctor. He quit the show, so they went to his his new. Crib. He's still a doctor. He's not a doctor. I've never seen a certificate. Just because he may not practice anymore doesn't mean that he's not a doctor, sir. I've Come never on. seen a business card. I have a business card. It says I'm a pizza team leader. Look at you, team leader. How do you like them apples? That's fucking sophisticated. He, he leads a team of pizzas. I I'm the pizza guy. <laughs> Pizzas march. Matt leads protests and all of them are just pizzas behind him. <laughs> they got legs and pepperoni. <laughs> they're, they're like the pizzas. That's it. I lead the pizza march. <laughs> Everyone. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> it's, like the, 
the NWO did a run and it just Matt and a bunch of pizzas. <laughs> That's it. No pineapple. Pineapple's out though. There's no pineapple. Oh, don't in my start team. this shit. Oh no, 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 no. That, that would be like team. the Virgil of the 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 pizza world order. <laughs> yeah, no pineapple. Get out of here. Um, it's like the pepperoni team and the pineapple team. Yeah, yeah they they, they against, split up yeah. like the sausage and mushroom and the pepperonis. <laughs> we go against the the pineapple people. We get them. We rip them apart. The pineapples are like the LWO. They they like exist, but they're not that popular at all. Pineapples like a BWO. We destroy them. If Bob and Jimmy Snooker had the battle for the rights to be the leader of Pineapple World Order, oh, that's Jeff Cobb all day. Of course it is. Hula hula the pineapple. Actually, actually, Jeff Cobb against Shug D. Oh, Pineapple Pete versus uh, Hula hula the pineapple man, huh? And then if and then if you really feel if if you feel inclined, you go to New York, get yourself a sliced boogie. No, there's no Tony Marinara joke here. What happened now? No Tony Marinara joke. No, uh, we're not that intelligent. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> we dumb. Uh, you don't, uh, we don't go for the low hanging fruit. Yo, Pizza World Order. That's a shirt. A PWO. With his army of pizza with spears. Spears. No, you'd have like the pizza peel. You have the pizza peel. What's the pizza peel? Oh, the, the thing... cutter? No. The thing, yeah, that, you thing put, that you slide it in you with? You put the pizza on before you put it in the oven. The, the peel. thing you slide it in with? Yeah, the peel. That's oh. called a peel? He looks at us like we're fucking idiots. We, never, you, why would you question me? I don't know. It's It's like a spatula. It's a peel. It's a spatula. It's a pizza spatula. Let me go down to the kitchen and grab you a spatula. It looks nothing like a fucking pizza peel. Fucking hit you with a spatula. I'd rather be hit with a spatula than a pizza peel. Pizza peel. I got a pizza peel. Pizza pie, pizza peel. What did you think? All right, so we're pat. Let's move past this thing. Darby yeah, that's when your pizza is really attractive. It has pizza peel. That's right. It's very, very sexual. <laughs> your sex appeal. There's pizza peel. Um. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going down. It's going down. PWO in the house. Good God. This is our sign. Slice like a slice. Pizza world. Like, you're gonna get a letter from Dallas. Why? That's right. That's right. He does the. Ha- we don't do the hands. No, we oh, just- no. We do it like this. It's different. Yeah. It's different. It's like under pressure and uh, and uh, ice ice baby. Then Tony, then Tony, the Chicago brand is like this. No, nah, we don't do that's gar. That shit's garbage. The deep dish is garbage. <laughs> no, we're just like the slice. Like, can we wrap up AEW? Let's move on, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony, this is our fault, by the way. This what did bad. you think? <laughs> what did oh, you think ahead. of the Young Bucks against Moxley and Eddie Kingston? Didn't watch it. Kev didn't watch it. I watched it. Okay, talk about it. What do you want me to say? It was a match. What did what you, you think, think about it? Was it a good match? I, know, I, you like, enjoy it? It I enjoyed it. I, I I thought the wrong team won, but <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Why would the wrong you, the fucking singles guys in a tag team is garbage? I fucking hate when they do that. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait that's AEW's gimmick. Well, once they did it once. Yeah, there's only been three tag team champions of four in AEW. Two of them, three of them were real tag teams, and one of them was a FTR 
SCU, Young Bucks, and Jericho and somebody? No. no. Page Kenny and Omega. Kenny and Page. Oh, Kenny and Page. They were the only make yeah, but They were the first, though, weren't they? No, no SCU, SCU was the first. Oh, God damn right. God, I'm such an SCU! asshole. SCU! So anyway, I love this. I love this tag match. I thought it was awesome. I love yeah. how Kazarian got involved, and he ran off Carl uh, Anderson because he's the elite hunter now. I think that's an awesome gimmick for him. That's um, incredible, by the way. That's a, yeah, that's gonna be great. Great, great stuff. Uh, and I think this really showed um, a different side of the Young Bucks that they could work a different style. Here's my only problem. Oh boy. What's the fucking point of tags if everybody's in the ring? It really fucking annoys. Rick Knox annoys the fucking oh. ever living dog shit out of me. Greatest referee in AEW history, Rick Knox. I don't understand the point of Nick and Matt Jackson being in the ring together for a minute and then one of them going outside the ring to get tagged back in. What's the f- just th- either throw tags out the the fucking window or enforce it? I get it. They do all sorts of cool double teams. It's awesome. And the the big problem with having a match like that is there's no hot tag. I don't know if you've noticed. That's a great point, Tony. Tornado tag matches, they're kind of fucking not good. If this match was advertised as a tornado tag match, I wouldn't have a complaint. It was a fucking tag match. And the Young Bucks did nothing. There was hot tags for Moxley and Eddie Kingston. But the Young, I get it. They're the heels. But Oh, yeah, they're the heels, yeah. But they do that dastardly shit when the referee's back is turned. Don't be double teaming John Moxley in front of fucking Rick Knox and he's standing there going, uh, 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 uh. Matt is a thousand, thousand, thousand percent right with this. I saw people arguing on Facebook. Somebody was like shitting on AEW in one of the in one of the chats. I forget where it was. It might have been the Ring of Honor fucking uh, uh, message board. Did you get involved? Yeah, no, it was some innocuous place, and I'm just watching this guy. Oh, the Young Buck matches are great. Why do we need rules in wrestling? All we have to do is just have a referee count the pin, and that's all you need. No, you need hot tags. You need that storyline development. You need rules so the bad guys can break them. That's the only reason you have rules. If you don't have rules, there's no point in wrestling. Who gives a shit then? You so need- I guess you didn't. I guess you didn't like ECW then. No, I loved ECW, but ECW always developed stories within their matches as well. Always did. Always did. No, listen, I agree, I agree with you guys. Like, the, the art of the hot tags, the fact that the Young Bucks are heels doesn't necessarily... You, you're not looking for them to make the hot tag. But here's the other thing that I think... I forget who brought it up. I think it was a, a, a Q&A on a website. Like, the Young Bucks wrestle like they're, like, these monster heels that are unbeatable. They don't wrestle like the Rock and Roll yep. Express. They don't. They don't wrestle like the Rockers. Like they wrestle like they. They put all the offense in, which I think is. I forget where I saw it. God, I think, I think it was a PW Insider like fan question, and I was like, "Holy shit, this makes sense." There's no reason why the Young Bucks should be wrestling like they're the top dogs all the time. They're just. They just don't come off that way. Dare I say that the Young Bucks have booked themselves into a John Cena situation? I don't think we're there yet, but I think but, we're getting. Cl- I think we're getting close, which is probably why some of you guys thought that Moxley and Kingston were going to win the title. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. I thought that I had a little bit more faith 
that they would do take the belts off themselves. So I think the Bucks are going to are I think the Bucks are building themselves up because I think you're going to see Santana and Ortiz take the titles off of them. I really hope so. And I think that's, that's and so and we, you know, the three of us, there's other people out there who are huge proud and powerful LAX fans, EYFBO fans, whatever you want to call them that know that they are tag team specialists, but they've been so involved with this inner circle stuff that I don't think people realize how fucking good they are as a tag team. Yes. They had that awesome brawl with Chuck and Trent. Um, but man, if they come in and they beat the bucks, they're instantly fucking superstars and they rightfully get their place atop the tag team division. And then you could see them with fucking FTR going after the titles. Like you can continue this inner circle, um, pinnacle stuff. Uh, which I'm I'm hoping we get to see because I really want to see Sammy and MJF too. Yeah, Sammy. Yeah, that's did, a Sammy I saw the the uh, the finish to the stadium stamp, uh, stampede. Easy for me to say. Sammy going over that was the fucking right thing. How they got there, that fucking chair shot was wicked, dude. Well, it it made perfect sense because it kind of redeemed himself for calling the match. And blood oh, and guts. the pin for sure. Yeah. So, like, he was the one that threw in the towel. So now you get him kind of embracing himself back into the inner. Not that he was ever out. He was doing it for Jericho, but that, that, they he gets the pinfall. And I think Matt took a great point uh, that everyone's focused on MJF Jericho, but when Jericho's not there, MJF is going to need somebody else to fight. And the Sammy MJF thing is, it's an incredible feud. Fucking chair shot. What'd you guys think of the stadium stampede? Only saw the ending. Kev, super oh. fun. Huh? Super fun. Super fun match. No, uh, I, I, full disclosure, I didn't see all of it. Um, I, I, I just saw the ending. So, um, but I'll love to hear what you thought of it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, there was a lot of goofy stuff. The inner circle repelling from the top of the stadium. I thought that was great, actually. Uh, was silly. The stuff with Urban Meyer and his. That uh, was great. Yeah, I see now you're jogging the old memories. That, that was pretty funny. Uh, Urban Meyer with the whole he holy shit. Yeah. Um, even like the stuff with Wardlow and Hager in the freezer with the fake pigs. Like I, I just thought it was funny. Oh, they went into the the walk-in, right? <laughs> they went to walk-in. There was like a fake pig that was cut in half that was hanging there. I liked it. I liked the Conan, the Conan show. The Conan, he yeah, because he, he was on. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You're bringing he, it back. He stopped Tully from. Uh, he stopped Tully from interfering. Um, I just, I liked it. Was Dean Malenko involved? I did not see Dean Malenko. No, all right. So I, I he was I part of the was... uh, the Friday night show where they tied him up to the to the goalpost. It's had a Malenko. Yes, and that's what got uh, the inner circle to, to run over there Friday night. That was Friday night on Dynamite. Was Eric Bischoff on that show too? Yes, Eric Bischoff was on that show too. All right, so Malenko was not involved in this match, but Correct. he was tied to a goalpost on Friday. All right. Yes. <laughs> the inner circle was doing their celebration in the ring Friday night. And then it cut to the big screen, and MJF had beat up and tied up Dean Malenko to a goalpost. Said, "If you don't come out here now, we're gonna end. We're gonna end your buddy here." And as they were running through the halls, they were ambushed by the rest of the Pinnacle. Gotcha. And then they hit. All the, right. the, they hit the pile drivers through the tables and everything. 
That's right. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great show overall. Like, you know, the, we want to do the letter grade. We want to do the the number grade out of ten. There's one more match. Uh, oh, Ka- yep. Cage versus Page. All right. I thought it was great. I thought Brian Cage looked great. I thought it worked well with Adam Page. I like the story that they're telling. Here's my only problem. If Taz is your manager, he should be at ringside with you. Why yes, not doing, doing commentary. commentary. Yes. Thank you. That really bothers me. If he's if this is your guy, you should be there at ringside with him. Brother. Brother. I gotta talk. I gotta talk. So, Good one. Good one, you. brother. I don't think we missed anything too crazy uh, from Sheeta Baker. Sheeta Baker. Oh, Brit, I did not like that match. Really? I like the I, outcome. I didn't like the match. I was okay with the match up to the point where everybody was hitting big moves and just kicking out left and right. Fucking belt shot, kick out. Uh, move on the belt, kick out. Like it was just like too much. There was a part where they were just really nailing each other with forearms. I don't know if they just decided to say fuck it or if they were just pissed at each other for a minute because then it calmed down. But, uh, yeah, down the stretch, it was way too much gaga. It was like over the top, kick out, big move, kick out, big move. I thought I don't think I think Britt is great. I just don't think she's there yet. Yeah, but you know what? We needed this. No, a hundred percent. That fucking video of people chanting "Thank you, Sheeta," for what? Not being on fucking TV for a year. What are you thanking her for? And why was Sheeta wearing a fucking Riho outfit? Can I ask? Like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. know. I, don't I don't know. know. And what? All right, yeah, look, I know that. I know they wanted to bring in a new belt. I appreciate that they made it bigger. They should have just did a fucking uh, uh, Saturday night's main event and just have fucking Sheeta walk out with the new belt and not even mention it. Why did they have to put it on a big fucking thing? Right. Or why, not have, or why not have Brit fucking destroy the old belt? Or thank thank you, Sheeta. Really? Fuck, for what? Not never wrestling in the last year? And I don't look, I don't hate Sheeta. When I saw her when she first came into AEW, I thought she was pretty talented. I was like, okay, I'm down with her. I can get with this, but. They, they, they did fuck all with her for a year. Yeah, well, that's the problem. She is very talented. They just didn't do fucking dick with her. Well, she's got sheet appeal. <laughs> fucking sheet of my pants. Fucking get out of here. I'm glad Brit's the champ. I just, I, I, we need, you know. Now, I'm excited for, I guess it's Friday night. I think I'll be home, too. Ooh, another Friday any... fucking. Yeah, well, the fucking basketball, man. The hoops is going on. So, programming note for the Shining Wizards Network faithful, does this mean the Mark Order podcast will not be airing Wednesday and you guys are doing it Friday? No, we're going to do it Wednesday again. Wednesday fallout and everything else? Yeah, we got to talk about Dynamite. I'm sure we're going to talk about Dynamite for fucking two hours. Dynamite. Don't don't sound too excited. Double or not, I'm never excited until it it comes around to... uh... To Wednesday night. Come on, I picked a fuck. I picked a scab on my leg last week where they're talking about dark and elevation. Dude, it's so funny when Matt punches out of the show. It's fucking, he gets so. So, angry. He, so when Matt punches out, it's just Anthony and Kate. Oh no, Matt's there. He just fucking gets aggravated about everything. It's glorious. It's fun. Yeah, you do. You do. It's entertaining. I'm here. I'm here to entertain. Hundred percent. Oh, you do a great job. Are 100%. you not entertained? <laughs> Right, so oh, guys- here's, here's a funny story. Uh, I was out about in uh, the Mean Streets of West Orange, 
and I ran into someone who I haven't seen since high school. And he he met he noticed me and was like, hey man. He was like, hey Kevin. I'm like, hey. I was like, oh, it's Rob, it's Jonesy. Like, hey Jonesy, what's up, man? How you been? Up, bro? Like, listen, I love the shining wizards. I was like, he had he had no reason to at all lie to me about that whatsoever. I haven't seen him since high school. And he was a great running back, actually. Robert Jones. Jones. Congratulations. Thanks for listening. Dude, he was like, I love the Shining Wizards. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are hysterical. You guys are great. And then he left his cigars at the checkout. I felt bad because like I, I feel like I distracted him. So how many cigars did you smoke? I didn't I don't smoke cigars. Uh, anyway, letter grade. Uh, I would give yes. dynamite an A. I really enjoy dynamite. Jeez, why do I double. keep saying fucking dynamite? Double or nothing. We literally just talked about dynamite, that's why. Double or nothing, I would give double or nothing an A. I really love the pay-per-view. I was excited for it, uh, and I thought AEW did a great job. I'm excited for Friday. I'm excited to see where they go heading to Rampage. They signed Mark Henry. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. He's doing another B show, like fucking big show, whatever. Maybe yeah, together maybe together, for him. together there'll be the Killer Bees show. Oh, fucking boo. The bell. You got the bell, Tony. It's there for a reason. I don't no. claim to be the pun guy. I am the fun guy. All oh, right. There it is. He's you look mushroom. like a mushroom, you fucking idiot. Suck my mushroom. Ew, fucking gross. Why? That's, that's, no thanks. Right. I'm thinking about doing an OnlyFans for my feet, by the way. Oh, nice. Steel Kate's Thunder. I like that. No, fuck that. She don't want to make money off it. I got some pretty right. nice looking feet. I might paint my toenails and everything. Do it, son. Let's see how much how many ducats you make. I could be like... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Kate's doing the OnlyFans for her feet? No, no. Kate no, won't do an OnlyFans. OnlyFans. She's got admirers who want to see her feet and pay her for her feet. Wait, 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 wait. You got to listen to the Wednesday night show, Kevin. We can't I, I, see, I can't. Here's why. Here's why I can't. Because I don't watch AEW live all the time. It doesn't so matter. Time, I, haven't watched, I haven't watched AEW in like a month and a half, and I still listen. All right. You know what? That's a good point. Man, if there's I only a way to listen to the show after it aired live. Oh, wait. So who are these scoundrels that want to see Kate's paws? You got to fucking tune in on Wednesdays, bro. I'm not going. We got so much we got to talk about. Okay. We can't be going down this rabbit hole right now. Oh, it's 830. We got time. Oh, we don't have time. I, I want to fucking get out of here. I'm tired. All right. So, All right, so what do you guys we, give dynamite as a dynamite? Fucking fucking <laughs> double or nothing. What do you give double or nothing as a grade so we can move this show along? I was gonna go numbers. I'll say I was gonna say nine out of ten. I didn't see the whole thing. What I saw, I'll give a B. But that's right. not a fair but that's not fair because I didn't see the whole thing. So Alright, well we'll check back with you. Please don't. I'm probably never gonna watch the rest of it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Don't be sorry. Uh, we got a lot to talk about when we come back. We're gonna t- we gotta talk about this WWE New Japan thing. We're gonna find out who the new uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is. Um, this news and Impact World. The WWE is going out onto the Rizzo'd. Uh People in AEW are getting fired for being racist, and uh, there's so much more. And we're gonna cover it all right, right, right next soon. Back after there this. You go. Yes, yes. That's all right. That's all right. Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? 
Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? 
check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go weird. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. So, mate, take it easy. With a K, motherfucker. Wow. It's time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash wizards podcast for as little as one dollar a month you can support the shining wizard wrestling podcast sorry i got these chicken snacks stuck in my teeth <clears throat> so have a, head over to our patreon right now patreon.com slash wizard podcast one dollar a month gets you a shout out on the show three dollars a month is your best value you get four bonus episodes a month tony and kevin just recorded fall brawl 95 excellent excellent uh show definitely worth checking out as they go down the wcw rabbit hole in 1995 a good time uh let's start by thanking kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards mr manny Carazzo, the king of the shining wizards danny and anthony russinello the aop of the swp ryan arthur over at elementary.com elementary brewery summertime is upon us they have the outdoor seating open uh and if you want to support local businesses please check out elementary brewery Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Ryan Schlong, Brett oh, Simonello. Yeah. What do you hear? What do you say? Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. 
Happy birthday, my man. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinks More of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Jake Cop, Big Cop of Pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, the only thing worth listening to on that abortion of a show on Friday nights. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, Milwaukee Tom, going to the Ring of Honor show with Shining yeah. Wizards Matt. Woo, woo. Michael Hammond. David Henry Bauer III as Pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, has been down with us since the since day one, down with the clown. Uh, the Bergman and LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Roll. Up, Brendan Roll? Haney. And last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be... In William Mercier's hands, you know what I mean? Yeah, motherfucker, yeah! I got, um, if you were watching on Facebook, I was crunching on these chicken snacks. Kurt Angle snacks? Kurt Angle snacks, yeah. Yes, they're good? They're fucking delicious. And they're loaded with protein and like like good carbs and shit too, 10 grams of protein, 3 grams of fiber. I got the buffalo wing and blue cheese one. I was crunching on those. I had them stuck in my... My 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 mashers here while I was doing those reads. Beard? So, see, no, no. I trimmed my beard. I see that. That's the other thing. Like anything that's got like protein in it, like that magic spoon cereal, it's like really good stuff, by the way. They're not a sponsor, but quick plug for them if you're interested in that. Uh but yeah, anything with protein constantly gets stuck in my teeth. It's fucking annoying. Really. Delicious stuff, but it's always the teeth sticking thing that kind of gets me. Yeah. I got the chicken ones, and I got the plant plant paste ones. I got a bunch downstairs. I got like ten bags of them. Plant paste. Plant yes, paste. Plant yeah, paste. try it all. They're like a Chex mix. They're delicious. The kung pao chicken is fantastic. I really enjoy them. So kung pao. Uh, if you're looking for a tasty ah. snack and you listen to the Kurt Angle sh- podcast, check these out. And yeah, if you're not listening, I'm sorry, Tony. If you're not listening okay. to Kurt Angle podcast, the fucking Randy Orton interview is awesome. I'm the wrestler in the world. That's gonna be the next on my list. Like, because now that we're going back to work full time, um, I need more podcasts to listen to, and I really feel like the Kurt. Ang- I have, I, I've, I've slept on the Kurt Angle one, haven't listened to it yet, but I feel like it's good. It's got to be great. I'm just waiting till I need more, have more hours in the day, uh, to listen to more podcasts. Uh, it's so a steady rotation of God. Conrad is such a freaking mogul. It's an, ac- it's an excellent listen, and the Randy Orton interview, like he's not in character. It's just like him and Kurt. Shooting the shit. Conrad asked a few questions. Like, it's fucking awesome. Definitely Conrad's like the out. Monopoly guy. The why? Does he have a monocle? He could have a monocle. He could get away with a monocle at this point. Is it Mr. Pennybags? Is that his name? No, Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut is the peanut guy. That's the peanut guy. Well, yeah, there's the Monopoly guy has a monocle, I think. And also the peanut, Mr. Peanut has a monocle and a cane and a top hat. You conflated planters with Monopoly. I didn't conflate anything. I don't uh, know what that word means. <laughs> I think you just made that word up. What, these nuts? Mr. No. Monopoly is rich Uncle Pennybags. Uncle Pennybags, yeah. Told you. Interesting. Two things we need to talk about before we move on from AEW. We didn't talk about the main event. Kenny Omega retains against Pac and Orange Cassidy. I thought it was an awesome match. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Tony, I don't think you watched it. Kevin, I know you said it was like a Saturday night's main event in your mind, but what did you think of the match? No, the, the match was incredible. The, the crowd was probably the hottest crowd I've ever heard ever for a match, like ever in my life. Like this, They were 
they were all in on everything. Oh, how so. awesome was it to see a, cr- a full fucking house too? Yeah, it that was. It still it still makes the coward in me nervous, but like we're gonna we're, we got to do it, right? We got to get back. So it was, no, but I, as, I thought it was from great a, from a viewing standpoint. How awesome! Oh, it was, was incredible. This? Like absolutely incredible. Like you think of all the guys that debuted in AEW in the last year: Kingston, Matt Hardy, Christian. No crowd was really there. Yeah, it was like they're there's like the fit like the the do you guys still think they're gonna have the wrestlers at ringside once we get back to the real deal i mean they were there for double or nothing and and that one section but a lot of the other sections didn't have wrestlers in it so right they were actual fans i think once they hit the road i think we're just going full fans and i can't wait like as much as we shit on like wwe and deservedly so especially raw and maybe not smackdown once they get fans back in i wonder like how we're gonna feel like will it totally like will it mask the shitty writing no will it mask the shitty like product no but imagine like maybe we feel a little bit better about watching raw once fans get back in there i I just wonder if that's gonna happen i think fans being there will definitely enhance the product um you know if and i think we've all speculated like are they and this doesn't just apply to wwe is is company x waiting to do this storyline when they get fans right. there. Uh, but the, the writing on Raw is dog shit, so who knows. Secondly, Tony, I know you hate it. Tarzan Boy, over as fuck, buddy. Yeah, I can't take him seriously. I'm sorry. Oh, so over. Sorry, I, I can't take somebody seriously with a joke song like that. You, you're telling me, right? Me, you, and Kevin, we get in the car. We go for. We're going to a show. Tarzan boy comes on the radio. You're not. You're not. You're not bopping your head. You're well, not feeling it. It's a feel-good song. Okay. Don't get me wrong. It just doesn't make Jungle Boy feel any better to me. No. So. Tony, I think I'm with Tony on this. All right. I'm with Tony on the whole use of like nostalgia songs and real songs and. Uh, does John Moxley really need Wild Thing? Yeah, I don't like that at all either. Come on. This is just Tony Khan throwing money around there. I'm telling you, this is... Wah! There's a con man in New York who's trying to steal New Japan from us. Wah! Look at me. I'm tough. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta agree. Wah! I got to. Enough! Stop being... We, we know you're a fan of the business. Stop acting like a fan of the business and start being an owner. Like, we don't need to see that out of you. I just don't... Uh... He's And he's not good at it. Have you seen the man when he tries to talk to the crowds? Yeah, and then didn't didn't Ski of Own try to uh, get his back like, on his promo? He's like, for those of you who, like, I don't know. I, I just don't need to, I don't need to see Tony Khan. I just don't. You know what's real, Garbaggio, Matt? I feel really bad for Mikey Whipwreck. Have you been following his tweets lately? Uh, yeah. I have. I have the poor fella. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, he can't drive at night. He's got mood swings. He's forgetful. Not to mention the fact that he mentioned in his tweet. He suffered at least 14 concussions that he knows of. Who knows how many more he suffered that he didn't know about? Yeah, I yeah. really feel bad. That's why tonight I'm wearing my drop pie shirt representing Mikey Whipwreck. God, dude. I feel really bad for the guy. He's such nah, a, it's, a it's, great, funny guy, too. It's a rough road. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. We've done some stuff with, uh, you know, with the guys over there at the. Um, oh, fuck. Why am I flinking? Oh, Front row material. Thank you. Yes. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough hearing this shit. Like anxiety, like social anxiety, 
try having people repeat themselves because he can't hear them, uh, worried about his weight, getting confused, stumbling words. Uh, you know, like just fucking, I feel so fucking bad for the guy, dude. It's just a terrible situation to be in. I mean, that's the price you pay, though. I, I get it. I'm not I, saying it's right, and I don't think it, he deserves, but you know, like. When Mikey Rip Whipwreck was doing his shit in ECW Arena, like that's the furthest thing from his mind. Yeah, it's un- it's super unfortunate. I'm not saying like he deserves it. No one deserves that. But that's no. like, and I think this is like a re- like people need to like, you know, you want to like be upset when like, you know, someone doesn't put their hands up for to protect themselves from a chair shot. Like this is why it's they're not doing it to make you feel like. They're insulting you. They're doing it so they don't have fucking these problems. So they can drive at night. So they can have a fucking memory. They can remember their family, their kids, their wrestling career. This poor guy gave it all, put it all on the line for, with all due respect, nothing. ECW was not at, you know, Mikey Ripwreck, Whipwreck deserves more than what That's he was right. given from ECW. And he was responsible for training so many people that we watch on a weekly basis now. You know, he's given so much to the business. You don't want to see him like in shape like this, you know? Yeah, it's rough. Here's the thing that kills me. So over the weekend on Twitter, I don't remember the wrestling show. I don't, I don't know who the participants were. It was an intergender match. I think it might've been battle club pro for some reason. I remember that logo on, on, on the side of the apron. And the only reason this came to my attention was because crowbar friend of the show retweeted that he liked the desire, he liked the passion, but the spot itself, he gave an F. So I watched the video. It was a dude powerbombing a woman off the apron through what I can only consider and, and call oh, two God, by fours two, across folding chairs on the outside. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why would you do this? And all the person that could say that got into it with me was, Oh, everybody was safe and it was a great spot. And if you don't like it, you know, like it's just ridiculous. You're not a fan of wrestling. Like it's not, I'm like, it was ridiculous. I don't care how well everybody was and how great everybody felt after it. It was stupid and it was worthless and it was ridiculous to even do. What do I know? What do I know? No, I mean, listen, it's stupid. Like spots like that. Like let's, let's not pretend like it's the first time that we've seen them. Like how many people have criticized Joey for doing what he does? How many people have criticized? I've criticized Joey for doing what he does. That fucking dive off the building into the back of the pickup truck. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's. I forget. I I saw the same thing today, and someone I think it was I think it may have been Crowbar. That that is the tweet that I saw, but like someone like literally called them like, like clowns or completely ripped them for it. So like, look. You're getting into wrestling. You see people do these things. We just talked about Mikey Whipwreck. You don't need to do these things anymore. You just don't. Listen, Mikey Whipwreck, for good, bad, or indifferent, he got a job at WCW. The guy who was like, yeah, he was an ECW world champion, but Mikey Whipwreck was probably not on a lot of people's radar as like a top guy in a major company. And WCW took a chance on him. He made his first match. He made his debut in a match for the Cruiserweight Championship, I think against Billy Kidman, I think. and But the point is, like, two by fours on the outside of the ring on a show that no. you're fucking watching anyway. No, that, no, there's, I can't justify that at all whatsoever. 
so this circles back to Mikey Whiprick now, right? If this is what you want to do, I don't agree with it, but by all means do it. No, but, that's you fair. know, in 20 years when you can't fucking walk because your back is fucked up, um, you can't drive at night because your fucking brain's been scrambled, you know, maybe this isn't the only time you've done this bump. Um, you know, the 20, the, the, the 50 people that were in the crowd or whatever don't fucking remember this and they're nowhere to be found while you're having fucking trouble putting a spoon in your mouth to feed yourself. Like, it's not it's not worth it. You want to do what you want to do? Go nuts. That's your thing. But really, like, why are you... Why? So you can have your fucking day on Twitter? Are, are you yeah, fucking if, serious? Yeah, and if you're posting it on Twitter and somebody calls you out that it's idiotic, you gotta fucking take the good with the bad. And a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, uh, uh, people don't like this, but the Mike Awesome uh, Tanaka stuff is okay. No, absolutely not. Nope. At the, Wait, look, so what am I missing here with the Mikey Whipwreck tie-in here? Because these people are taking these bumps and they're living in the moment. In 20 years, like, who knows what the side... Look, you take that bump one time and you're good. You decide it's going to be your thing, like you're going to be the guy that gets fucking powerbombed outside the ring or the girl and goes through the fucking two-by-fours. Eventually, that's going to catch up to you. Okay. Gotcha. And the people that are there paying their hard-earned money to see it might enjoy it now. But in 15, 20 years, when you can't fucking feed yourself, when you can't drive at night, when you don't have a memory, they don't give a fuck about you. I mean, everybody looks at Mick Foley and they say Mick Foley was, you know, he was like a legend, a hardcore icon. He inspired all this and he did all that. Mick Foley's lucky to be alive and he's still fucked up from it. Like, I know he did DDP and I know he retired young and he had very few sparse matches after that, but... By and large, Mick Foley is the exception and not the rule. Look at how many people we've lost over the past 20 years. They were addicted to painkillers. They had drug problems just from dealing with the shit they put themselves through every night. Like Matt said, you want to get on that gravy train? Go for it. But by and large, it doesn't end well. It really doesn't. Look at New Jack. As popular as New Jack was, he was all fucked up. He's dead before 60. You know what I'm saying? Right, so who are we pointing the finger at here? We're not pointing the finger at anybody. We're just making a general statement like. It was a point that people were like glorifying this spot. And this spot was just like fucking unnecessary and dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. But then going back to you talked about Mick Foley. Mick Foley got his found his love of wrestling jumping off of his roof. Like, you know, I mean, like people will do it. It's not that's new it, it's gonna it's gonna be around as long as wrestling's around and as long as as long as you know civilization exists i feel like sure but you see the you know like for every for every mick foley there's 10 people who are wrestling in some gym in indiana that are trying to do these crazy outrageous uh, we're gonna jump off a 30-foot ladder and they fucking slip and they miss and they fucking hit their face on the hardwood floor of the gym like, is that really what you signed up for when you like, what are you doing? Why are you I doing mean, this? I mean, Mick Foley jumped off his roof in front of a camcorder and, <laughs> for no company. Right. So if, but if, for every one Mick Foley, there's 10 people who, who, uh, you know, why are you doing this? No, listen, I, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't agree with, with these types of things, but at the end of the day, like, Sometimes good, bad, or indifferent, 
if it gets you noticed, I understand why they but do it. Noticed by who? I, people on Twitter for a day? Nobody's going to remember this in two weeks. People still talk about the Janela jumping off the, the roof spot. No. Who's talking about that? I've never I mean, heard of that. Let me, all right. All right. Talk. All right. Let me, let me air quote talking about. But you know what I'm saying? That was like a, that was a big deal for a while. And now Joey's in, I'm not saying this is why, but now Joey's in AEW. So like, I'm not saying that's why, of course, but it's his talent that got him there. But I'm just saying like, if people always say, do something to make yourself stand out. That's how you get noticed. So if someone thinks that this is what's going to get me noticed in the moment, I understand why they choose to do it. Do I agree with it? Not one bit, not, not even a little bit, but I can understand their mentality as to why, why they do it. Yeah. But you, who, who I feel like something like this and I could be way off base, but you're, the people that are noticing are not the people you want to notice. Nah, what's the, what, what's the, Tony, what's the old, old expression? There's, there's, uh, there's no bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. But you, but look, William Regal was showing up at independent shows for a long stretch in the, uh, in the early 2010s. You think he's fucking looking at somebody jumping off a fucking getting power bombed off an apron to a two by four. Right. So here's the thing now, but if this, if you're thinking the grandest of grandest stages, no, it's probably not going to get you to WWE or AEW or impact. But if this gets you a better payday, say in Missouri or St. Louis Louis or, you know, Delaware, New Jersey, if it gets you bookings, that's for some people, that's a success. That's a, again, totally disagree with it, but if it gets you noticed and it gets you more money, then yeah, that's, that's, Sometimes people pay that price for it. So we live in this world where it's everyone wants everything now and you just watch clips, right? None of us, we've all seen it. Not one of us can tell you the two people in it. No. Not even no, and I think, no. I, honestly, the person I think I was arguing with was, was the guy in the match, but I have no idea. No. Look, you're going to oh. do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, like, you're the, you're the one that has to, you know, when that botch goes wrong, uh, uh, you know, that's yeah. on you. Like, no, yep. I'm not sorry. You're, I'm not, I don't give a shit about your GoFundMe. You don't have to do, like, do it through a fucking table. Two by fours, like, there's so little margin for error. Yeah, but even, even like, oh, we were fine. It still fucks you up. You may not do it. Well, 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 that's what, like, if you picture it like a car accident, you get into a car accident, right? You, you feel fine. You refuse medical attention. You're, you're good. You don't want to go to the hospital. The next day, I've seen it the next day you're you can't move like you like it's just it's just like that if you get into a car it's a car wreck it's the it's it's this it's the cliche of watching a car wreck and not turning away I had a car accident I want to say it was almost 15 years ago while I was waiting for the police to come and take the report I started feeling more and more and more by the time the cops came there started taking the report from me I'm like Bro, can you call me an ambulance? I'm like, my my fucking neck is really jacked up. Why am I going to the hospital? Yeah, how much a half that, an hour. How much did that bill run you? That's probably like a six hundred dollar trip. Actually, uh, because it happened on a state highway, it was covered. All okay. The, all the extra medical was covered, but you give up the right to sue. It's a right. weird thing in New Jersey when it's on like a state highway. 
No, well, dude, dude. Was covered, but I you weren't allowed. You just lose your right to sue because your medical's covered. Yeah, if they ever ask you to, if they ever ask you to take an ambulance and you think that you're okay enough, just go yourself because the that that bill will crush you. Yeah. Little free advice here from Kevin J. <laughs> Zakos Garifo Bowman Esquire LLC. <laughs> Legal advice, free, free of charge. Um. There was a tale of two warriors this past week. Either of you guys catch the warrior specials? I watched both of them. So did I. Kev? Nope. All right, then so let's this... cover this quick so we can move on. No, it's all you well, guys. I, I had it, bro. We talked about the, the, the A&E warrior last week. Oh, did we? We did, because oh, it was last right. Sunday. Um, I'm afraid it was on Sunday. That's right. Okay, so then the other warrior was the uh, dark side of the ring warrior. And look. I, look, I know Dana. Someone asked Dana Warrior, and she was like, "I don't approve of this smut." And and she said something. Else. Look, I don't think the the dark side was all that terrible about the Warrior. I didn't. I didn't hear the interview with Conrad with the guys from Dark Side afterwards. I know he puts it on the Jeff Jarrett uh, podcast feed. Uh, so I don't know if it's from them, but I know they spoke afterwards, and they said, in hindsight, they think they went a little too easy on the Warrior. I don't know what necessarily that means, but look, I was absolutely fine with the dark side. You know, I don't think they really buried them all that no. much. They what, said what needs it... to be said. Here's what pisses me off. Can I say the one thing that pissed me off? Yeah. I like Jake the Snake Roberts. I dig him. I dig that he cleaned his life up. I dig he got in with DDP, that he still has his faults, but he's cool with it. I know he's had issues with lots of other people, including the honky tonk man, which he talked about in the latest fucking most wanted treasures episode, which I did happen to watch. Did he, does he really fucking expect us to believe that he showed up at the hall of fame with a roll of quarters to fucking knock the warrior out? Come on, dude. He That's is, some Hulk Hogan level fucking lying right there. He is a story. He is a storyteller. That's how he makes his dinero, buddy. What I understand. You, what do you think they want him to come on and be like, yeah, I was supposed to work with the warrior and I didn't. So, I went home and smoked some crack rock and wrestled Yokozuna. No, but he was, but he was pissed oh, off big crack about. He was pissed off about the honky tonk man, but he didn't say anything like he was gonna like you know try to get him and whatnot. You know what's funny, by the way, as an aside, the Jake the Snake treasures thing. They showed footage from that match where they where the promoter threw him out. They showed footage from the fucking Casino Magic show, the uh, the Heroes of Wrestling. I don't know how they got permission for this shit. Who even thought to put this in? But they fucking put that shit in the episode. It was wild. And they were talking about all of his old demons and stuff. And Jake was even like, you know, uh, he's like, uh, I had pain for a year and a half. And I and I, and I I worked through it. He goes, oh, that's a lie. I didn't work through it. It was all pills and booze. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so Jake rates high with me for a lot of things. But saying he was going to hit the warrior with a roll of quarters backstage at the Hall of Fame. Come on, dude. Like, was Dana Warrior really upset because Ultimate Warrior was fucking on his first wife while he was on the road? Like, that's... I think I think it's a tale of two warriors with her because I think a lot of the stuff that he did uh, after wrestling had a lot to do with her influence, like getting into, like, conservatism. and Okay, that's you know, like, fine, you know, but, like, if he's, if he's fucking on his first wife when he's the world champion, like... Whatever, that's a different chapter in his life. What do you, you know? It's still part of his story. I, dude, I loved it. I love the fact that his first wife was on there. I love the fact that like they portrayed him as a human being, where like he apologized to her for like wronging her and everything he put her through. Right. 
but she was cool. She's like, you know, he's got a family now. I want nothing but the best for those girls. You know, like uh, it sucks that they don't have their father. Like, like it was, it was kind of touching in a way. It really yeah, was. And it showed up as a human being. She didn't go out of her way to bury, bury him. She talked about all the good times. She showed the pictures of him with the little kid with the warrior face paint on holding the wrestling buddy. She was like super touched by the fact that uh, they finally reconnected. And then they both decided it would be best if they didn't see each other because they were both in different relationships. Like, she humanized him. I really didn't think the dark side of the ring was like a super duper hit job. It didn't really go deep into a bunch of the shit. Was that was this the one where they went into like he had to apologize to that kid's family? No, that was the WWE one, the AEW and E one. It was yeah, so it was- I still can't get over the fact of Vince McMahon hearing the words. It's a work. It's all a work coming out of his mouth. But I'm sorry, I'm digressing. I'm repeating what we did last week. I feel like it'd almost be impossible. Ring to be considered a hit job. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's meant to be what it is. It's the dark side of the ring. It's supposed to be the negative of the business. Yeah, and now it that- wasn't like it wasn't. I I don't think it was like super awful. I think they did a good job telling his story. And to Tony's point, they his ex wife humanized him quite a bit, and then he won the championship and he came home and she was like, and then the warrior came home and it was different. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Like that whole thing where like they're showing the warrior silhouette getting out of the bed and there's a woman. <laughs> but so like, look, weird. they covered a lot of the same stuff. The A&E documentary did stuff with his father and how he felt yeah. like there was a void in his life. And then I thought they did a good job. I'm yeah. really fucking excited for this week's one though. This one's this week is going to be fucked up city. With your boy Jake the Snake Roberts and his fucked up family, and I can't wait. Yep. And I didn't get to see the Mick Foley A and E one this week either. I don't know if either one of you guys had. No, I didn't get to see that last night. How How I Met Your Mother? It's a, it's your sister, <laughs> bro. It's the stories. It's fucked up, bro. With Sam Houston and Rock and Robin, it's gonna be. People are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" If they don't already know. See, well, that, that's the other thing too, like. People are so quick to like call Jake the Snake a piece of shit and a garbage person for all the people he wronged and all this awful stuff that he did. But I think this is going to put a lot of that in perspective, a whole lot of that. I mean, Christ, we talked to Sam Houston. Sam Houston's had his share of problems, too. I think he's still on hold, actually, Tony. Uh, I don't even think he remembered he talked to us, to be perfectly honest with you. He talked for so long. He was so great. we, We really need to have him on. I'll we'll have him on anytime, anytime. anytime. Hold up right now. Talk to Sam Houston all day. Hold on, hold on. I, you want to reach out to Sam Houston? I'll give you all the dates available. But I am not helping him set up Zoom, and I'm not dealing with just a video <laughs> of fucking Sam Houston trying to hook up to his Zoom. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, we got a phone number he can call. That's not a problem. We don't have to. We don't have to see him. It'd be nice to see him. It'd be fun. Listen, if Tombstone Jesus is technologically sound, I'm sure we can get Sam Houston. I've, no, Bro, I'm not are, putting them in the same group. You are. Oof. Oof. Me and Kevin are on second base. You're in fucking dead center, yeah. 20 rows back, yeah. eating popcorn yeah. by yourself. No, he, he's, chasing the, he's chasing the batter back to home plate. Like, like he has a chance to score in reverse. Sorry, TJ. Matt, that's a that's an inside joke. No, Matt, this is Matt knows a, what I'm talking about. This is a slight <laughs> to Sam Houston's. There's no way Sam Houston can figure out Zoom. I agree with Matt. Well, all right, now here, here, Matt, here, Matt, let me ask you this: 
who has a better chance of figuring out Zoom? Sam Houston or Paul Orndorff? I got to say Sam Houston. Have to. Bro, there's no... I played the Curb Your Enthusiasm song while we talked to Sam Houston, and he didn't even stop. He just... Ba- I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. I love Sam Houston so much. I love Paul Orndorff, too. Bro, Kevin talked to Sam Houston at Lord Legends of the Rings, and he was talking about... Lords, kill- <laughs> Lords He was talking about killing himself. Yeah, that was a long time. It got but he didn't re- say that because he was talking to Kevin. No, but it got really dark real fast. He really just was like... You know, he wasn't, like, going to put his foot in. He wasn't going to walk down the steps. He literally just jumped into the deep end. He was like. Because he was happy he turned his life around, dude. Why would you not want to sing that from the rooftop? I don't know. I feel like that's not something you bring up immediately. Like, oh, I'm so happy to be here because I was in prison a a year ago and I was going to hang myself. You want an 8 by 10 kid? (laughs) I forgot about that. I was in prison. I was going to hang myself. But now I'm so happy to be speaking with Kevin of the Shining Wizards. That's right. I bring that out at people, Tony. I, I bring look, them back from near from suicide. I'd love to I tell do. you it was just Kevin being there, but it could have been anyone. I feel like if anyone had walked nah. up to Sam Houston, he would have been like, here's an 8x10. Go, was going to kill myself two years ago, but now I'm great. Nah, Go nah. down to the soda machine, get me a Mr. Pib, please. Mr. Promote the brand, Matt. It was me. It was, it was us. Kevin. It was all Kevin. Kevin. It, was, it was all us. Kevin gave Sam Houston the will to live. Now, well, here's the thing, though, because Sam, Sam Houston knew enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam Houston, the will to live. Call Sam, Kevin from them wizards. Sam, I mean, Sam Houston was able to take a picture of his shirt, of, a, of him wearing a shirt and send it to us. Paul Orndorff has, has, he's, hasn't done that yet. All right, just let's be fair. Sam Houston first sent us the wrong picture wearing a different podcast T-shirt, and I had to tell him that was the wrong podcast. But he figured it out. Yeah, because I was like, wrong podcast, we're the Shining Wizards. And then he sent us one with him wearing the Shining Wizards t-shirt. <laughs> He's like, this, this shirt saved me from hanging myself. <laughs> He's what like, I need the this shirt. fuck, man? Sam fucking Houston. Where are we, by the way, on the mailing uh, Tammy, by the way? Because I want to send her a message while she's in prison, by the way. Oh, are we, are we going to do that? I think we should. It's got to be handwritten now, I think. Yeah, of course. All right, I'm going to do that. We just got to figure out where I got to figure out where she is. I'm sure if you just Google her yeah. government name. She's either in Jersey or Pennsylvania, one or the other. She yeah. may have gotten shipped from one to the next. Shipped. <laughs> Fuck it. Or transported? I don't know. What do they call it when they move prisoners? I guess transported. I think it's no? extradited. Oh, that too. Good terminology. Yeah, that's very good. That's a fucking 25-cent word there, Mr. Bockwinkle. Yeah, we're like fucking well, Benson, well. Benson and Tutuola and Stabler over here figuring things out. <laughs> Tutuola is such an underrated name. Uh, What do you guys want to talk about? WWE released a shitload of, of, of dates. They're going to be out on the road. SummerSlam is going to be on a Saturday. Okay. August, I don't like that at all. August they want to get people in the building. That's what it is. What do you mean? They want to get people back in the building. So... There might be a pay per view or something that Sunday. What do you mean? It's what? What other pay per view would there be? Other than oh, well then stop saying ridiculous shit. I all I said was maybe they want to fill the building and maybe it's easier to fill the building on a Saturday when people have shit to do yet on Saturday. But you also said they have a pay per view on Sunday. No, maybe somebody else has a pay per view on Sunday. AEW have a have a no. We just went over this September fifth and November. Does UFC have a slot locked up? I don't know. Is Pancreas on a Sunday? 
his pride on? I don't know. Uh, UFC might, they might do a fight night. If they do the show in Vegas, or there might no, be a I preseason just... football game on a Sunday night. That's true. That's a very good point. Okay. I wasn't that far. I got off. your back, T-Donk. I got you. Listen, I, you guys got into a fight before. I felt like I needed to get involved in a fight with Tony at some point before the show ended. I was trying gonna... to redirect the anger. What are we getting a fight about? Oh, no. Oh, you guys you guys went back and forth about, uh... oh, God, what was it? AEW go-go? Oh, yeah, go-go. A go-go, go-go? A go-go. Um, there's no MLW. Can I talk about MLW real fast? What you want to talk about a show that aired fucking eight years ago? No, it was the wraparound. Oh, round two of the open draft. Yeah, I'll give you a fucking reach around. Come here, slugger. Philadelphia announced that they're fully reopened June 1st, so they released more tickets for their tapings in July. June 1st, good. I hope somebody gets there on June 2nd and burns the whole fucking city to the ground. Jesus, you hunk Uh, of shit. The, the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia is in New Jersey. How do you like them apples, you cocksuckers? You talking about it. that place in Camden? I'm talking about any place but Philadelphia, the fucking scurvy wow. of the world. What about Tony Luke's, no? No, that shit's garbage. Is it? A lot of people say Jim's. Jim's is the place to go on South Street. Yeah, me and Jim, we're fucking BFFs. And Sam Houston. We gave each other the wraparounds. <laughs> That's right. Me and Sam Houston are giving each other reach-arounds. Beef jerky is so expensive. I'd rather just buy the beef and jerk it myself. I put a, I put his hat on. <laughs> and I his don't have fucking a bell here. And his uh, what are those fucking dumb things cowboys wear? Spurs. Spurs. <laughs> I put on Sam Houston spurs, chaps, and a hat, and that's it. And he gives me a reach around. Then you saved his life. I actually saved Matt's life, paying back that Kevin guy. Oh yeah. And then I gave him my spurs. I didn't. I didn't realize I gave him my spurs. And I, I gave him spurs, and he gave me sperms. And yeah. Why he's giving me a oh, reach God. around? He's just in his best Jake uh, impersonation. He's whispering in my ear, "Trust me, <laughs> trust me, man. I got to go up and meet Sunny for a bed up photo up. Baby, baby <laughs> I got to go meet Sunny. Baby doll taught me this. Damn dog taught me all this, but excuse me, guys. Here, take my spurs, cause I gotta go meet Tamasich for a bedroom photo op. Six oh five, baby. This is gonna save my life. All right, here, real quick, round two of the open draft. Matt, you'll be happy to know that King Mo and Tom Lawler will be back for the next season, as well as Gringo Loco and their newest signee, Alex Kane, the Suplex Assassin. The only thing I've read about with him was that he wrestled for WW4A in Atlanta. I think that might be. Uh, Mr. Hughes's old promotion, if I remember correctly, my history. Yeah, to- uh, yeah, I think you're right. So there you go. Suplex Assassin Alex Kane will be joining us for July 1st for the new season of MLW. That's all MLW that I got, so we can oh, move on. Thank God. Yeah, Matt looks so furious. I don't look. Fuck. I don't understand. Who's doing the draft? Are they letting a special needs person do the draft who takes King Mo not really a draft. It's just an excuse to stretch this shit out. Well, then, the look, motherfuckers. Well, how is this draft working? Why, who would draft King Mo on the second night of the draft? Oh, King no, is are, no, here's the thing. The, the people that they're drafting is the people they announced at the very end of the show. So like last week we had Davey Richards this week, we have Alex Kane. Everybody else is people that are confirmed to be returning for the next season of MLW. Oh, that's well, that's not, no one cares. About I know, King but Mo. they're just doing, and they get an interview with the guy, like just. Oh, really? What kind of wisdom did King Mo bestow upon the MLW? No, just Facebook? Alex Kane. Oh. King Mo has no wisdom. So sir. then, don't mention Dude, King would... Mo in the same sentence as Alex Kane. All right, 
God, Matt, get hot about yeah. it. We're getting we're getting King Mo on this podcast. But you know, bring get King Mo on the podcast. Do I'll, it. Right. Bring him. Matt. Bring it. <laughs> bring it. If King Mo was in studio, what would you say to King if Mo? If King Mo was in studio, in studio, let's not go. Yeah, well, we got to get there first, but. What? Yeah. Good luck digging King into your in fucking. Good luck digging into your pockets to get King Mo in the studio, buddy. That's a good point. You're getting uh, King Mo on the fucking phone, and you know what? King Mo's a garbage wrestler. I'll tell him he's a garbage wrestler. MMA, you're the king. Wrestling, hit the bricks there, Buttercup. All right. I do like I, that. Do I, like I know I King Mo that. will beat my ass a hundred percent? But I'm gonna stick <laughs> to my guns, okay? King Mo's garbage. You would really, you would go that all in. Even in person, you'd call him a garbage wrestler. Yes, because it's I gotta fucking live up to my the faithful here that listen to this show. The faithful. That's right. It's not a gimmick. I think King Mo's shit in the wrestling ring. How do you like them apples? Loki deserves better. Let's work with this fucking hump. Isn't Loki a jerk too? Loki's a great professional wrestler though. He's a professional. He knows what to do in the ring. He doesn't have to get in there with fucking King Mo. King, (laughs) he ain't a king. King of what? Mo, yeah, fucking Mo's. It's a Simpsons <laughs> fucking bar. Get out of here, you fucking hand job. Jesus fucking Christ. King Mo. Wrap around. Yeah, Holy you God. know what? King Mo can give me a reach around. How do you like them apples? Yeah, Kev, not wrap arounds. Fucking... Yeah, Matt always changes it to, to the reach around. We're saying wrap around. Like a rapper. We're gonna wrap around here. Wrap around the head. Have you got it? Yeah. Well, the WWE got rid of all their announcers, so there's that. Adon, Verk, and Tom Phillips are gone. Adnan, I think his name was. Right. Adnan, whatever. The Verk is Verk is out. There is no Verk here. And there's no Verk on the network. <laughs> there's no Verk for you. We have no more to Verk. <sighs> so I don't know who's some fucking Jimmy Smith is doing Raw now. He's it's a, a UFC guy. guy. Is that Raw? Jimmy Smith is signed to Raw. Yeah, he's doing NYPD Blue and Dexter, or whatever other weird shit he's doing. He's very versed in. Acting. That's Nicholas Totoro, Matt. No, Jimmy Smith's. It wasn't Matt. Wasn't in all seriousness. Wasn't he a UFC guy? Yeah, he still is a UFC Bro? guy. Oh, okay. Nick Totoro was at WrestleMania 11. They're really sticking to this. We need someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling to call a wrestling thing, aren't they? And I thought Adnan Verk would have been good eventually, just just because he's good at everything else that he's ever done in his life. What pisses me off about Adnan Verk is they didn't even give him the fucking Mike Adamley treatment where they tried him in a different role. They just fucking told him to hit the brick. And that that stigma amongst wrestling fans is going to be with him forever. He's going to he's gonna, he's going to be known as the next Mike Adamley, which is totally not fair. At no, all. nobody guarantee you nobody remembers who Mike Adamley. But was. then again, Mike Adamley was also dealing with a whole lot of concussions too. So concussions got fucking what the hell did he have? It wasn't Alzheimer's? He's suffering from Parkinson's. AL, uh, Parkinson's? Oh, I think it was. I think it's. I think it's ALS. I think. I think it is. is, is isn't he? Didn't he? Is he still with us? Yeah, he's still with us, but he's not in. Oh, okay, I thought he passed. No, but he was. He's. He's in pretty bad shape. Yeah. But anyway, again, the comment like, like I don't. Maybe Tom Phillips has nothing to do with the cuts. Maybe like, who knows? That could be. I have no idea. That could be a separate issue. But that's the bit. That, that's gonna. That's gonna be one release. Like you talk about, like the the iconics. That's going to be a release, Tom Phillips. That's going to come back and bite them in the butt somehow. Somehow, some way. Mike Adam Lee has epilepsy and dementia. That's it. Okay. 
Okay. Oh. By the way, just to confirm next week, I know you brought up a friend of the show, Giancarlo, was released. Um, I know that he put out on Twitter onward and upward, and a lot of people were like, you know, you know, given their, you know, I guess I'm sorry's, not condolences. I don't know. What, what do you say to somebody? What do you call it? I don't know. Yeah. He That's was, unfortunate. Uh, He's a fucking talented dude. He's also involved in the yet to be released uh, Vlad documentary. The number yeah. one fan, you know, I don't know how you get rid of a guy like that. I don't care. Like, I don't care what divisions you're consolidating. I don't care what, how you, how you think you can save money on, on, on one way or the other. But to let a guy like that go is just, that's mind boggling to me. Mind boggling. Especially because Giancarlo's a young guy and he's talented and he's definitely somebody you can keep around, you know, for like 20, 30 years doing production for them. Exactly. And And the thing about Giancarlo, he's such a good guy and he's so passionate about wrestling and he's so passionate about filmmaking and videography and and directing and creativity is that i mean i guess you never say never maybe he can go back if he wants but the thing about him is though he doesn't long for fame and fortune he did this stuff under a really like no one really knew uh, unless you knew him no one really knew that he worked there like you know what i'm saying like like you know the the gcw crew and and we and us and and whatever he posted, whatever he decided to post, but no one really knew he worked there. And that's just a testament to like, he did this under a shadow of stuff. And I know we have a, a little bit of a history with him going back a long, long time ago. And God, he's just, there's really nobody better in this business. And he'll get a lot of freelance work. He'll get picked up, whether it's with another wrestling company, if that's what he wants to do, or some, some network will pick him up to, to do all their videos for him, for them. 100%. Shout out to Giancarlo, baby. Matt, what's up next on the uh, rotisserie there? Uh, I, we're going to get a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Monday, June 7th, Dominion takes place. Okada versus Shingo. Did you guys I, see the Drew McIntyre tweet? Yes, where he had Okada in the first yeah. letters of his tweet. That was awesome. I love I love when guys like play like, you know, like, does he do we or don't we with with tweets and cryptic shit like that? Always gets a good laugh. I would love to see Shingo win this championship. I kind of agree with Matt though. I think this is Okada once again. I'm Not that you. it's necessarily a bad thing, but you know. I would love to see Shingo win this title. I mean, they fucking put it on evil for a cup of coffee. Why not Shingo? Has Shingo ever been an IWGP champion? No. Okay, so no, he was the never, never openweight champion. Yes, uh, but never the uh, the IWGP Intercontinental or. Uh, World I would Heavyweight love, champion. love to see him win this belt. Tony, your be... fuck boy is taking on Hula Hula <laughs> the Pineapple Man too. My fuck... still using that. Yeah, I know Jeff Cobb doesn't like uh, my fucking boy Tanahasho. Oh no, it's your other fuck boy. Sorry. Oh, oh, that's right. He dropped a bushi on his head, didn't he? Yeah, him and a bushi at Dominion too. Fuck. And we're getting Desperado and Yo for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yo. Yeah, Yo was the number one contender. Why? Why? Because that's they set that up like two months ago before the fucking pandemic and before everyone got COVID. Two months ago before the pandemic? Before the fucking re-state of emergency in, in Japan. Oh, the new shit? Oh, 
Look, I don't like it either. Yo came back from fucking his Show injury. Yo deserves that spot more than anybody, dude. Look, I agree, but they beat uh, El Desperado and and, and Canamera for the IWGP Junior Tag Titles, and then Yo jumped right in there. So El Despi can beat him, and then he can beat Show, and he can be the greatest IWGP Junior Heavyweight of all time. Wonderful. I love El Desperado. Ooh. Um, I didn't watch Ring of Honor today because I did not have enough time. I do know that they're bringing back Survival of the Fittest tournament. Yes. So that's a 12-man tournament uh, with uh, uh, six first-round matches, and then they do a six-way dance. The winner gets a future oh. title shot, and it is involving 12 people who have never held the world title in Ring of Honor. Uh, Dickinson, Danhausen, Brian Johnson, Flamita... Uh, Ray Horus, Ray Horus, um, Horus Hogan. Uh, I think uh, Eli Isom is there. Uh, there's a couple more. Uh, the field is stat. It's a great field, though. If I look in the Discord, I'll find it. But I'm not gonna do that because I know we're we're trying to wrap things up here. But uh, I saw your boys decided all the tag title matches are gonna be pure rules from now on they, too. They did on week by week. They decided after the the. The, the shit with the OGK that they're just going to make it all pure. They're bringing back pure. That's awesome. Yeah, so this week... I, I wonder how long it's going to be before they decide to have pure tag team titles and just fucking do it outright. That's a great question, T-Donk. Maybe. Great question. Maybe. Maybe. I know LSG Joe Keys is on the latest episode and Violence uh, Unlimited, Unlimited uh, Violence United. What are they called? Violence United, I think. Violence right? United. No, it's unlimited, oh. isn't no, it? No, it's unlimited. Violence yeah, okay. Unlimited and uh, the Foundation are are on the latest Ring of Honor TV, so hopefully I can watch that uh, tonight. I'm fucking Jack, bro. I got my fucking best in the world seats. I can't wait for July 11th. Cannot fucking wait. Yeah, you guys got a whole crew going down there, don't we you? We do. We're rolling deep. Fuck yeah, dude. Balls deep, rolling deep. Ooh, and you guys are going down and coming back the same night? No, no. There's been a change of plans. Ooh! We're crashing, crashing in Baltimore. We're making a whole day out of it. We're going down early, catching a, an Orioles game in the afternoon. Then we're sticking it to the uh, the hotel, the Ring of Honor, and then hotel Jimmy Seafood. It's gonna be a blast. Oh fuck yeah! What hotel? What, 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 what hotel are you staying at? I have no idea. That's Kate's. not the podcast weekend with uh. With... No, that's I'll be there for the podcast weekend. When's that? That's June. Uh, June 11th, June 12th, June 13th. Oh, fuck, you guys are gonna be there a month apart. It's like some fucking wizard. Movie. I'd go back. I'd go back in July. Synergy. Fuck yeah. I'd go back. I love Baltimore. That's my that's my sister city, baby. Sister. Kiss your sister. Baltimore. Well, I went to I went to college there. That's why I love. That's why it has a special place in my heart. Oh, oh. that adorable. Oh. We get a, another fight with a drunkard and share an Uber. Oh God. Was, no, there was no Uber then. It was a Jimmy's cab. <laughs> Jimmy's cab, the same the same Jimmy's that opened the nope. restaurant. No, Jimmy's cab is iconic. Blue cabs, oh, very good. Always reliable. Of course, why not? Let's see if they're still down there. Uh, uh is there uh, anything else you guys want to talk about, Kevin? Anything from Impact worth worth uh, mentioning before we pull this train into the station? Uh, I think we had uh, the Good Brothers. It's a Good Brothers summer. A take on Moose and uh. And the draw, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan saying that the Kenny Omega can't plan for him, so he's saying that uh, Moose is the safe opponent. Uh, Moose vehemently disagrees. They get into a verbal battle. 
And then, of course, the main event shows uh, Moose and Kenny Omega, Moose and Sammy Callahan versus the Good Brothers. I think I don't remember who won. Sorry, but um, anyway, you had a a ten diva, a ten knockout women's match, uh, which which focused around Fi and Flava with you know uh, vir- the virtuosa Susan and Kimberly against uh, Jordan Grace, who was a substitute for uh, Taylor Wilde. And uh, yeah, you know Rachel Ellering. You had um, Havoc. Uh, and long story short, Rosemary got a pin on the Virtuosa, which leads me to believe that we're going to get, if it has, if it hasn't already been established, a Rosemary Virtuosa match uh, for the Impact Knockouts Championship. You had uh, the the God Violent by Design. Uh, Kojima, I don't think Kojima made his appearance. I think they just announced that he's going to fight Diener, I think, next week. Yes, he's going to that... fight Diener next week, and then he's going to fight Joe Doring at against all odds. Yeah, which is kind of weird to me because Doring and Rhino just won the tag team championship. So, I mean, I guess it, it I guess there's a, f- a history there between him and Doring in, uh, in all Japan. So, I guess that's why they kind of want to do that. And not New Japan, I literally meant all Japan. Right. So I think so, uh, I think there was a promo and Kojima interrupted it and he just got in Joe Doring's face and said against okay. all odds. Yeah, weird, weird, weird twist to take, especially because you know Rhino is getting this little resurgence into the tag champs. But I totally love it, and I didn't watch. I was at a birthday party on Thursday, so I didn't watch Impact. I tried to catch up today, but uh, didn't do a great job of it. So I apologize for that. I apologize, Waddle Doodle. Uh, bone, bone dry. I know they're doing a 60-man Iron Man match. Josh Alexander With, and TJP. That's right. And TJP and Fala actually beat Josh Alexander and Petey Williams, nice. which was a, a fun match. TJP is kind of back with Fala now, which is really fun to see. So, Fala. Yeah. He's a good dude. Oh, he's the best. Friend of the show. Goddamn right. Of All four show. of them. All three of them. Oh. <sighs> Uh, you guys had anything else you want to shoot the shit about before we uh, wrap up for this wonderful evening? Yes, pee pee balls. Pee pee balls. Pee pee balls. Yes, pee pee balls. I hooked up a VCR yesterday. Where'd you get a VCR? Where'd you find one? Uh, my our, my good friend Jamie. Uh, oh, he's got always. He's probably got a closet full of VCRs. He rolled by uh, garage sales. They were wrapping up, and he came, showed up at my house with three of them for me. So I found one that works. Oh wait, hold on, wait, Jamie or Kate? Jamie. Oh, I thought you said Kate. No, no I said Jamie. Jamie. Oh. Wait, he had three of them and only worked? He picked, they were left on the curb, so he just picked them up. And brought oh, them I thought he was. Oh, curbside pickup. Yeah. Gotcha. So I hooked it up. I threw a, threw a VHS in there. It works great. So I get to go through my old VHS tapes and see what's good and what's bad. Yeah. And what's ugly. I'm excited about it because I got a shit, a shit ton of wrestling tapes. You should be. So do I. I just So do I, too, actually. No, like, do you have like official like Coliseum or do you have like taped off the pay-per-view? Uh, I have a little bit of both. Most, yeah. a lot of shit that's taped off a of TV. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a lot of like Coliseum to whack. I actually have one in my, it's actually in my sock drawer. It's the best of Owen Hart. It's all Owen Hart Japanese matches. Ooh. Nice. So I can't wait to, I have a, v, I have a I'm literally looking at a VCR right now. It's a VCR DVD combo. Nice. Ooh. JVC, if you will. 
Uh, we have a jam-packed show next week. We got uh, Alan Funk, formerly known as Queewee. I'll Kwee-wee. say it so you don't butcher Kwee-wee. it. I'm going to butcher it all next week. <laughs> Queewee. Uh, and VSK, who you've seen on AEW Dark. You've seen him on Impact. Uh, they'll both be joining us next week, so make, make yeah, sure everything. you tune in for that. Uh, New Japan, everything. Uh, at Wizards Podcast on all social media. Be sure to follow us. Uh, and show your support. If you enjoy what you're listening to, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. Um, Kevin, hit the plugs. Buddy. Comedy, guys. I'm I'm back in it, baby. I'm really working hard to back the, uh, writing jokes, doing all this great stuff. Uh, June 9th. In, no, yeah, June 9th in West Orange at the Oak Barrel Pub. June 18th, also in West Orange, but this is at a huge outdoor performing arts center, the Pack. I'll be opening for New Jersey Legend. Public broadcasting comedian extraordinaire, Uncle Floyd. It'll be me and Uncle Floyd on June 18th. Um, If you're in Baltimore in between on my birthday, I'll be down there for the podcast stuff. I'll be helping out with uh, the majors and all those, all that great awesomeness. And then, whoa, 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 whoa. you'll be helping out. Yeah, I got, I got, I got some stuff going on. Interesting. Kevin's yeah. getting the Shining Wizards on the fucking Conrad. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm working with Conrad too for uh, also be on the My World podcast. Interesting. No, that's totally a lie, by the way. I totally, I don't know why I said that. Um, but July, no, June 25th and June 27th, I'll be down there for the whole weekend. Boardwalk Buds, Atlantic City, two nights of comedy at 11 o'clock on the Friday and the Sunday at the, uh, at the showboat. But there's wrestling, there's Everything going on in between, a whole lot of conventions, a whole lot of stuff going on. Very excited about that. Sid's going to be there. Uh, Sid Vicious is going to be there. Card uh, subject to change. That's right. <laughs> Kimberly is going to be there. I'm excited about the wrestling stuff, but there's comedy, and it's going to be great. So I'm super excited about that. Shout out to Boardwalk Buds, Geek Time Entertainment, Standalone Wrestling, all those great, great guys. Great guys. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know why I said that I'll be helping out with the major stuff. That was stupid. Uh, no, it's not. It's true. Interesting. interesting. Well, Kevin finagled himself into the show so he could help. He doesn't have to buy Kevin, from Kevin's got a way of doing that. Good for him. I got a name drop on the last episode, so it's all right. Yeah. Getting the name. Well, fuck. Ring That's that my gimmick. Fuck yeah, Kevin. Living that shit. I fuck love it. Fuck you. Fucking love it, dude. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Never apologize for being KJG. Come on. No, I'm a jerk. No, you're not. What are you drinking? This Calm. is a... Watermelon hard seltzer. Yeah, you are a jerk. <laughs> Do you drink it through your vagina? <laughs> Says the guy drinking a hard iced tea yeah, seltzer. Fucking Michael Bublé over hey, here. Look, I paid for him. I got to begrudgingly drink these stupid fucking things, or else they're gonna what, sit. What do you think? Fridge. I got them for free. <laughs> I mean, you you made a choice to buy that. I'll never buy these fucking dog shit things again. How do you know? How do you know this wasn't my first time? And I'm not. I'm not begrudgingly drinking them. You don't uh, know me. You didn't say that. Up. I like how we come full circle. Now Kevin and Matt are not getting along. You didn't, Great. Say, you didn't say that you don't like them. You didn't give me the chance. That never came up. Do you like them? You asked. <laughs> I mean, Matt, yeah. it's alcohol. Yeah, you do. Night, Gracie. <laughs> I hate you. I fucking hate you with this like, night, Gracie Yeah, I, I agree with Matt. On how that. is that That'd show even still a thing? Does it still happen? No, I mean, Choppy hasn't been again. on in like three months. I don't know if Who? they fired or what the deal is. You Choppy. can't get fired from something you don't get paid for. Barefoot Magoo. He's fucking gross. Well, the other wizard that. What other wizard? Yeah, exactly. Vol- Good night, Voldemort. Gracie. Voldemort. 
Don't good night, Gracie. Me, well, I'm never doing a turnbuckle throwbacks Christmas show again either. What? No, that's great. That's a great call, Matt. No, it's so cheese. They do the same every year. It's a WCW Starcade. I happen to. I want to let you know that I, the ha- Discord, I like it because I treat them like they're kings, and I open the doors for them. A lot of people in the Discord said Christmas party from 2019 is their favorite episode of all time. And yeah. who's on? You want to know why? Because we are entertaining, not those three fucking schmucks. Well, the fuck? oh, Jay uh, Cop is cool. Uh, two schmucks yeah. and Jay. Yeah, we love Jay. Jay rules. If Jay didn't live in the city, he could be like a wizard. <laughs> I was going to say, Jay Cop for fourth wizard. He's got better hair than I do. I'm kind of jealous about that. He's got better everything than all three of us. Oh, I won't go that far. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm not going that far either. Oh, fuck yeah, you, Jay Cop. the cop before the horse. I mean, he is the only one from that show that supports this show. I mean, I paid for a fucking Patreon on the, the fucking Turnbuckle Throwback. I didn't get dog shit. I didn't even get an email that says, I didn't get an email that said, sorry, we're working on something. Nothing. You took my money for like three so, months. So, so you didn't get a big compa pump? I got nothing from fucking Phil and his dumb friends. <laughs> fucking hand jobs. Listen to the turnbuckle throwbacks. You can decide for yourself that you think they're hand jobs or not. They'll Sassy. give you a hand job if you listen. You get a reach around. You won't get a reach around from Sam Houston, though. That's exclusive to the Shining Wizards. No, Phil else. goes underneath. Phil gives, gives you the undercarriage. Oh, he gives you the full grundle package. Bro, with those fucking meat mitts, he doesn't know what he's grabbing. Oh, he just loves to grab, bro. You I know bet. this. <laughs> this is going to be a whole separate podcast. It's like a fucking grizzly. It's like a grizzly bear grabbing a V8 can. It's like, on, it's like Andre the Giant holding a beer. <laughs> hey, girl, I did not see you there. All right, are we done with this shit? Yeah, As- we're done. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Small nips and big bellies. Bye. Until, until then, we'll see you. <laughs>